Hey guys, I just wanted to step in here. Um, welcome to episode eight with Kurt Mullis. Uh, we had a little bit of an audio issue uh, 40 minutes into the entire broadcast. For some reason, there was no audio recorded to go with the video. So what we've done was cut all that. We skipped to the point where um, we're catching up on some of the hip hop shows we used to do in Hickory, North Carolina, um, how Kurt and I met. And talking about Brandon Burris, also known as Point Game. Um, Kurt Mullis is a veteran that is also a phenomenal music producer. He dabbles in all kinds of music from hip hop to more ethereal, working on uh, a lot of um, soundtrack, movie soundtrack type music lately. Um, and is and is an extremely talented individual and a great friend. So. I hope you guys enjoy the last two and a half hours of this podcast. The first little bit was missing again, um, but check out Kurt Mullis. Um, you can check him out at hashtag slutty danger. Also, I remember firelight is his handle on Instagram. Hashtag slutty danger. Kurt Mullis. Awesome, dude. Here's the episode. Sorry about the problems up front. You might have missed a little bit of fun stuff, but plenty of left in this one. Have a good one. Welcome to the Zip 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 Zero Podcast. Zip 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 Yo, so like people saw cars and shit and they were like, yo, yo, you know, stop. We had motherfuckers come in, didn't know what was going on. Mm-hmm. Just like, just like rolled in. BYOB too, man. That's uh, uh yeah. people. That's oh, yeah. <laughs> Back then though, I wasn't drinking. I wasn't doing shit, man. I was so goddamn straight edge, man. Yeah. Fucking minor threat style. Right. But, uh, um, but yeah, man, like, yeah, that shit was, that shit was wild. We got up there. I, I remember the first couple battles and then I saw point. Um, he battled Mario and uh, Mario's gnarly. Yo, I hope you're still out there and I hope you're alive, man. I, I really do. Cause y- you were a crazy motherfucker, man. You were a killer. You, you had those, that, that crazy shit, man. I don't know. He, he would make you laugh. Yeah. He was, you know what? He reminded me like of like a ODB style where, oh, yeah. you know, like he's, he's just spitting, but he like, you're giggling to yourself. Like, right. you know, those are the best silly. ones. Those are the best ones. When you laugh at somebody a little bit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh one of the big big battles we had had, uh, there was a dude who had he had red Jordans on and he had a Carolina jersey. Uh and he, the, one of the guys was, you know, and I'm gonna paraphrase this because I don't remember, and it was way cooler when the guy did it than I'm gonna tell you right now. Uh, <laughs> but he's like, Man, you come up here looking whack, I'm gonna have to step back. Did anyone ever tell you that Carolina blue and red don't match? You know, and then everybody's like, hate on that dude. I think that dude took his shirt off when he left. It was so bad. Um, and then there was a guy named Amen out of South Carolina. Yeah. He got, so we were doing like crowd approval. Um, so that's how you got moved in. And there was a local okay. guy who, who beat him in that first match. And his bars were the hottest I've ever seen. But the weirdest, oh, the coolest punchline he did, his finishing line on this guy he um he jumped off stage, looked up at him. Um, he said, "Well, his it was something to the effect of 
man, your shit's whack. Like it's coming out my rectum. He jumped off the stage, looked up at the dude. And he's like, you even look whack from the crowd's perspective. Oh, I was like at the time, dude, that was creative and it was hot. Oh, of course. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Dude, there, there were not a lot of people spitting metaphorical shit. Like Mm -hmm. you can look back on, like I said, you know, Eminem, of course, but even Eminem back then wasn't, wasn't, wasn't doing crazy shit. It was cannabis. Mm -hmm. If, if you were up on it, you were following guys like the beat junkies, you know, which were turntablists, but they had all the underground mic guy, mm-hmm. you know, like the, you know, like I was saying, like a fuck mad lib was, you know, uh, was killing shit. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you had so many guys killing shit and, and just like on a whole different kind of level. Man. Was cannabis the one who beat Eminem at the rap Olympics? No, no. So what happened was, um, uh, uh, Eminem got beat by a guy named juice. And um, honestly, I've watched that rap Olympics a couple times mm-hmm. and I don't know. Man. He get a white guy penalty. Is that what it was? Yeah. Maybe. I, I don't know. On, Juice, Juice was dope. I don't mm-hmm. don't let me sleep on him. Like he was dope. But but Eminem deserved that shit. He killed it. Yeah. You know, like I had back in the day, especially when I started battling people in high school, mm-hmm. I memorized all of Eminem's um, uh, radio show appearances everything you know hot 97 right. i memorized all of big l's radio appearances biggie jay-z before he was super famous mm-hmm. he was like fucking rapping fast as fuck man like straight up copying big l's style eventually right. in my opinion but yeah. i mean hey he's still dope I, i'm not hating but but uh uh but yeah man i was memorized not to recite it but to know because so many people i would rap against especially in high school that were trying to get mm-hmm. clout would use other people's lyrics yeah. So like they would they would come at me and it it would be like a rap that I heard on 106 and Park, like in yeah. the basement with Big Tigger. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> and and I'm like, and I'll just complete the rap. So like they'll be like mid-battle and I just complete the 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 rap. Yeah. But yeah. I can't even remember where I was going with that. But yeah, yeah, fucking dude, it's crazy. Do you, do you remember um the the some of the ice that he he spit at you or any of his punchlines. I'm trying to remember some right now, actually. Um, well, back back to it though. Um, he, yeah. When he we would always have somebody do a show after the fact. Yeah. And he said that he calls he couldn't switch his mindset up. Oh, okay. Interesting. Right. He couldn't do both. You get in that attack mode. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, battle rap is very different from, um, you know, performance rap. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, it's like I've seen some of the best battle rappers, especially online, too. You know, mm-hmm. like just some of the dopest fucking battle rappers destroy you in five seconds. Oh, yeah. But they can't make a song, you know. Yeah. And, and, and when you're in a certain headspace, you know, like it's funny, like Eminem now, especially with like the last uh, couple albums going back to him. But but seriously, like, you know, his his heart and soul was battle rap mm-hmm. and uh, you can see it come out in like, you know, murder by words. Even before that, when he put out Kamikaze, mm. that was all fucking battle rap. He's a, um, but you can't always translate that. His you know? his newer albums are like a master class of lyricism. Yeah. It's not so much that the songs are, the songs aren't nearly as good. Yeah, the They're beats not, are fucking, dude. I no. can't, I can't do it. I but can't do. It. I, I don't like his beats. The I way don't. he's putting together words, 
you can't deny how no. sick that is. Exactly. Dude's rhyming like exactly. every syllable. Oh of yeah. Every bar. Oh yeah. Of the entire verse. Yeah. No, it's 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 embarrassing for me because like I'll listen to it and I'm embarrassed that I'm even opening my mouth. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Like I'm listening to this motherfucker and I'm like, yo, I have nothing to say. <laughs> I should shut the fuck up forever. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, man, like and, and those are those are the motherfuckers that push you forward. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, just you know, because I was sleeping on it for a while. Mm-hmm. You know, like, and then I was like, oh fuck, fuck a reformed, rehabilitated Eminem. I don't want that shit. Mm-hmm. I Give want a messed up. I one. want fucked up. <laughs> you know, up yeah. No, seriously, man. Like all of my favorite music is all from people that were like, you know, tripping on acid, fucking, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, doing crazy shit, getting fucked up, self-destructive. That's yeah. And that's my nature too. So like I'm like attached to it. You know, you relate what I mean? to it. Yeah. Yeah. But then when you know he's all sober and shit, but I couldn't sleep on kamikaze when he came out, especially with the kill shot. You know, yeah. Kill shot was MGK came at him with some pretty good stuff. Though. He did. He that did. That was commendable. I mean, yeah. Commendable is the only word, though. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, for, Yo, somebody that's, like... for somebody that's even came at him, I still think that's probably the best shot at him in it. Yeah. Uh, MGK's. Probably. Yeah. Because, I mean, any anything like Ja Rule shit was sleep. The only the only hot, hot line that he had was that um, you claim your mom is a crackhead and Kim is a known slut. So what's Haley going to be when she grows up? And then he screams murder. That was the only line in that whole fucking diss that I was like, oh, that's going to piss him off. Yeah. You're fucked. Yeah. You know, you but like, like, yeah, you're right. Haley. Like, and, and yeah, you're the whole, right. The whole beef with MGK mm-hmm. was he said that Haley was hot. Yeah. That was it. And that turned him on. He didn't like that motherfucker. I know he didn't like it. He, he probably was on some jealous shit too. I bet. Yeah. I bet you. I bet you. Cause you know, he's an older cat. And, uh, you know, I mean, he's, he's dope as fuck, but you know, mm-hmm. I don't know. I think that might've fed some of that. Like he was like, yo, you're, you're not coming anywhere near my pedestal, bro. Just get the fuck off. He going to kick all the legs yeah. out from <laughs> his, yeah. So he was like, yeah, I'm just going to go ahead and dead this shit right fucking now, bro. Like who was he? Uh, who did he have? Oh, it was uh dude, uh, Nick Cannon. He never responded back. That dude didn't even need a response. I can't even Nick believe Nick Cannon responded, yeah, with like three disses. Yeah, maybe Eminem crickets. He didn't even he didn't even give him the time of day, and that's the best diss ever. It's like, man, I ain't oh, got time for even messing yeah, with you. That was dude. <laughs> I listened to that shit. And what made me mad was uh there was a rapper on there, and I can't remember the guy's fucking name. Um, there was a rapper that was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, a fucking uh god. Damn it! What that? What's that dude's name? He's an underground rapper, but anyway, he's well known. But he ended up jumping on that diss song with Nick Cannon, mm. and I was just like, lost all respect. Yeah, immediately, I was like, yo, what the fuck are you doing, bro? Like, you know, uh, this yeah. is a lose, 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 lose. <laughs> situation. <laughs> You're fucking gone, bro. You you are not coming back from this. You know, like, why the fuck would you be on this Nick Cannon's pussy ass fucking? He made one good movie, Drumline, and then didn't do shit after that aside from fuck Mariah Carey. But fuck that bitch too, because she's crazy as hell. And I ain't trying to get nowhere near that pussy, sir. (laughs) It is not happening. So you know, I mean, seriously, you know, as famous as you want to be, I ain't, I ain't going nowhere near that shit. So you know, fuck Nick Cannon overall, honestly. And then, uh, 
Yeah, sorry, man. I'm, I'm just like, yo, I'm getting amped up, bro. <laughs> Fuck that dude. But uh, no, Eminem just he didn't have to say shit. The one thing though, I will say, uh, and switching topics, but you know, kind of same shit. Joe Budden mm-hmm. destroyed Drake. Yeah, I don't care what nobody says. Fuck you, Joe Budden killed Drake. He killed him. He killed him. Fucking uh, uh, all the disses he put out, like Drake. You know, Drake with all his fucking writers mm-hmm. can't come back with Bud. And I don't even like Joe Budden. I don't. <laughs> but that motherfucker killed Drake. Did you hear any of those? No, oh my God, dude. Oh no. you 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 got to. Uh I you did. got to now. Now one of the best ones was Tom McDonald's diss back to um Mac Lethal. I haven't heard that. No, 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 oh, I didn't. Smart ass, like straight, just shredded <laughs> dude. And, uh, no, I didn't hear that shit, bro. Dude, let's let's pull the point game up, then we'll revisit okay. that Tom okay. McDonald diss on Mac Lethal. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, which is there's some there's some lower shots on there. I'm like, because I'm an older guy, you know, and Mac Lethal's probably in his 40s. Yeah, yeah. Tom's you know 20s, early 30s, whatever he is. Young, yeah, young buck. Yeah, I, I, I like. I'm like, hey man, that kind of feels like you're going to me on that. Knees up. <laughs> Let's listen to some point game here. Cool, cool. I'm nasty. That's how it is. I'm nasty. I I had Don't nobody want to deal with it. I'm yeah. nasty. Yeah. Can't no butterfly effect change my life. I'm nasty. Water, I walk with Christ. I was in the club tipsy, tripping with Tiffany. Pocket full of centuries, speaking yeah, and making history. Hit sniping Mike, but they didn't get the beat. About the beef that I beat a week ago in the street. It was all good then, just fist to fist. Now we 50 niggas deep, and I'm missing my click. And my nigga CJ probably gone as hell. With his phone turned off, ringing long as hell. I'm not scared of shit, but too drunk to fight. Heat not allowed, so I clutch my knife. Push Han to the side, no ducks, my wife. And this nigga lost street cred over the fight. More drunk than I realize, I wake up numb. I be in my arm, shirt soaked in blood. TV saying famous rapper stabbed and critical. The doctor said there's nothing we can do. Get you in a man life, ain't a bitch, it's a joyful ride. I never knew why, but I often cried. I'm sitting here with God and my story's live. This is how I went down the night I died. Life ain't a bitch, it's a joyful mm. ride. I never it hit knew you harder, man. God, it hit dude, you. Like I just got cold chills. Yeah. That. Oh, because the weirdest thing is like, man. So I would keep in touch with him over time, man, and it it would suck. Mm. I would I would reach out to him, and uh, you know we'd just shoot the shit, just catch back up, because you know we were. I was I was back in school in Wilmington, yeah. and he was doing his thing up here, and I tried to keep up keep up with him because I knew that. He was struggling with a bunch of stuff. Yeah, um, so yeah. I try to keep at least occasionally, you know, a month or so, every couple months calling. Yeah. Dude never answers his phone. Never answers his phone. Um, and then he would call me back at two or three in the morning every time he'd call me back. No shit. Yeah, like just <laughs> peeled out. Um, uh, just trying to get through something. And we would always catch up, man. And I remember yeah. I had a weird feeling, man. I was like, man, I need to call that dude. I haven't talked to him in about six months. I yeah. need to get up with him. And I gave him a shout, man, and he never called back. And then two months went by. Gave him another shot. Got his voicemail. Never heard back. Yeah. Never got confirmation from anybody. I saw like somebody had posted on. I think we were past MySpace during then. I think it's Facebook, Facebook that uh, yeah. he had passed. And dude, it like that day was rough, son. Because like I felt like I felt like I had a calling, and I felt like I was a 
maybe a day late calling him because all that yeah. happened at the same time. No, I, I man, I, I'll I'll speak on this. Um, I got up with a, a buddy of mine, uh, Dunn, Joshua Dunn. Shout out, love forever, man. Um, I deployed with him. He was a combat engineer, and uh, I reached out to him. I was talking to him, you know, for for like a couple months. Mm-hmm. I finally made it out to see him after I postponed, postponed, postponed because I had some shit going on or I had to go get my daughter or didn't have a weekend available. Mm-hmm. I finally went and hung out with him. We had a fucking blast, man. Sat at the bar. We were at Trolley's mm-hmm. and uh and and Raleigh. And uh uh yeah, man, like uh a week or two went by. I had a buddy of mine come up and um uh, a guy I deployed with that he knew as well. And we called him and we tried to FaceTime him. We were trying to like text him because we wanted to all talk together. Mm-hmm. He's like, Hey man, you know, you know, what's going on, bro. Yeah. And uh, let's get up. And uh, he replied back to me. He was saying something like, uh, he was like, Hey man, I'm busy right now. Just hit me back later. I called him like a couple days later and uh, never got anything back. And then a friend of mine reached out on Instagram like a week later and said that he had, yeah. Took, yeah. him, took himself out. So, yeah, I was like, fuck, man, if I if I would have done something differently, you know what I mean? Or if I yeah. would have reached out sooner or if I would have. It wouldn't have changed, man. Yeah, you're right. I mean, you did what you could. You, yeah. I mean, you stayed the friend. You stayed in touch. Um, I struggle with the same thing. One of my best friends, who actually, to this day, I will tell you, he was the hardest dude to be friends with. But he was the most <laughs> fun. Like, you knew that at one, you were either going to get in trouble, yeah. you were going to have to dodge something, or you're going to put up with his random shit all day. And. Uh, he was going to be hard to deal with, but God almighty, dude, the things that were most annoying about that guy were the funniest stories of all time. <laughs> so, um, he, nice. he, uh, and I'm not going to say his name cause I don't know if his mother knows and I don't, you know, and I'm sure that all the people who know are going to know who I'm talking about. I got you. I got you. Um, no worries. One of my favorite people of all time. And we would hung, hang out, but the problem was, is he kind of got stuck in that twenties party stage, mm. you know, um, ketamine oh, okay uh ecstasy got it got it pills um he got hurt um multiple times you know doing snowboarding things like that oh, okay and uh he got pretty locked on some pills and drinking um and after doing the party drugs so most of everybody else in the, our friend group hadn't moved and carried on and had kids and things like that and when somebody's drinking heavily around you all the time, you really don't want that around your young kids. Yeah. Um, so he was getting pushed further and further away from people who had gotten away from doing that kind of stuff. So his influences were probably not the best. Gotcha. Um, but I was still the, one of the last single guys, unmarried, no kids. Um, and every time I would come into town, I'd give him a call. We could play disc golf. Cool. Good. We'd always hang out. That's cool. He'd come down to see me occasionally. Um, but I remember the last time talking to him, I just had a weird feeling. I was like, man, you know, I'm always here for you, brother. And he's like, and when I told him bye, man, I was like, dude, I love you. Yeah. Always. Just always remember that. Cause I know he's struggling with a bunch of stuff Damn. and he always lied to me. He'd always, he would always hide it. He's like, nah, man, I'm getting off of it. He's like, uh, I'm kind of like that too. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. But he, he just didn't, he didn't want me to know. Yeah. Um, Cause he cared. Yeah. And I think you. he knew that he thought that I judged him, but I didn't. But, I, you know, but I think he didn't want to disappoint me. Maybe. Yeah. Um, that is a big one. And I told him, I was like, man, I'm always here for you. If you ever need my call me. And he's That's like, great. Worst, most, most, most importantly, just know that I love you, brother. And that was the last thing I said to him. And his sister called me um, while I was driving on work, man. And it. It sucked 
calls, I can still hear that dude's laugh. Mm-hmm. The stories are funny as fuck. Dude. Oh my god! Like, yeah, yeah. Me and my boys get together that knew this guy, and we'll sit together and we have the oh god, the stories are hilarious. That's cool. Um, That's great. And usually the ones that were the most annoying at the time become even more <laughs> hilarious. Um, of course. I mean, we were always messing with each other. Like uh, one time he'd come to my house, and as soon as he got there, kicked open the door and just lit his whole windshield up with paintballs. <laughs> And uh, there was another time where he got to the house. He, he got out of his car. He was talking a little bit of junk. So I lit a Roman candle and chased him around the neighborhood shooting at him. That kind of fun stuff, man. And he just the situations he got us in that really could have got us in a lot of trouble that we yeah. skated out of. Yeah. Um, but to this day, it was the hardest person to be best friends with. But every minute of those hardships are some of the best memories I've had with anybody. That's cool, man. And That's awesome, brother. It's It sucks that he's not with us anymore. Yeah. And it's, I wouldn't say that it, I don't want it to feel like it's selfish that I told him bye. And I told him that I loved him that we didn't have a fight. Yeah. But that weird piece that was made then. Yeah. At least he knew that before. And I I think it it was accidental. Um, he was, he had overdosed on pills. He he, wasn't fentanyl. Was it? No, this, it was, prescribed oh, no um, because he, he had had an injury uh that he, he had just happened and he had already tried to fight the pain pill addiction and he had to get those in order to get past that that's tough and then man. drinking supposedly his um heart stopped oh and yeah it damn and that's that's the way the story's been told to me i don't know if there's a variation i don't know if that's that's a hundred percent of the truth but that's the story that i've heard and it sounds on par i yeah. mean it's, it's not unbelievable and i don't know why anybody would embellish and or change it yeah um no i hate that man i hate i hate you had to deal with that but you know i i think you learn you learn from it mm-hmm. in in weird ways especially when you reflect on good memories yeah but you learn you know? that tomorrow ain't supposed to exactly. hey, it might not be here exactly so you learn that you know your friends you have yeah you got no matter how busy you are at least reach yeah. out yeah man because yeah, and i'm terrible i'm not gonna lie <laughs> like i am the worst about like <laughs> Cause I, I will get into like a fucking, you know, depressive hole and won't, mm. won't reach out. But you know, you were one of the few people, you know, that I, I, I would. Mm. And uh, you know, like, I mean, really less than five, you know, yeah. I, don't, I don't really talk to a lot of people and, and, uh, but you're right, man. You know, I I've learned to appreciate family and friends more the older I've gotten. You, you know? got it. You got to reach out to at least let people know you're thinking about them. Yeah. Cause they don't know. Yeah. People don't know. Yeah. And, and you, in life, you can't even get the stuff done. You got to get responsibility wise done in a day yeah. usually. So it's really easy to be pushed off the peripherals of, of anything. You don't, yeah. you don't really, I think one of the worst things is social media too, because you are uh, not so much that it's bad for you, but you, you look at people's feeds yeah. you and you're caught up on their life, but they don't know that you care about what they're doing. Yeah. So you never really reach out to them. Yeah. But when you do see them, you got all this stuff to talk about because you've got this backlog of information that mm-hmm. you've attained, but you've not really talked to anybody about it. Yeah. And and then you don't even know if it's true. You know, I've I've talked to so many people because I don't I don't have Facebook. I haven't had Facebook mm-hmm. for years. Um, I didn't have social media for years. And you change your damn Instagram yeah. so often. I'm like, Who's oh, there it is. <laughs> Yeah, it's because like, you know, I don't know, man, like I get on there and, you know, not to, not like I'm some self-righteous motherfucker, but, you know, like I just take breaks, you know, like because I'll yeah. get tired of the bullshit and I'll, I'll see but people's. But you can't get out there and be like, man, ain't nobody trying to reach out when nobody can find your You're ass. right. You're right. 
you know? You're right. Well, see, that goes along with not wanting to market myself and not, you know what I mean? Right. Like, cause I, I just like, I don't know, man. Anonymity is nice, but at the same time, it's like, you know, it's good to talk to people, <laughs> but yeah, dude, no, nah, I'm gotta, with you. You gotta, like you. you know, it's, it, but I guess too, if you make yourself harder to find and people find you, you realize who's really trying to find you. Exactly, bro. Yeah, exactly. And granted my cell phone number ain't changed in a long time. So, you know, but yeah, I just, I don't know, man. Like I'm, I try to, I try to stay close to the people that mean the most to mm -hmm. me. And, um, you know, most people that are close to me, if I don't reach out to you, you know, it, it's not because I don't care. It's because like, I'm just like in my own head, you know, like a yeah. lot of people, you know, like it, you get in, you get in a certain kind of mind state and you're just trying to survive daily, you know, hourly, mm -hmm. you know, like you're just trying to survive every hour the best you can. And to make sure that everybody around you directly is taken care of. And you don't really think about yourself. You don't really think about other people. Granted, you know, I could call my brother up, you know, one of the guys I deployed with who I haven't talked to in like four years. And be like, hey, I need to hide a body. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> right. <laughs> but like, you know, it, but that's that's that kind of closeness mm -hmm. that, you know, and, and it was hard for me, you know, being out of the military, because like you don't find that. Mm -hmm. You don't you don't find people like, you know, when you're when you're in combat situations, and I'm I'm, you know, I'm I'm not a fucking infantry, you know, I was communications, but but still, you know, you get rocketed every day. It it builds a different kind of bond, mm -hmm. you know, that you just can't find. Well, that's you know that comes down to the whole mindset of like right after September 11. You know, yeah. the whole nation was together because we went through a hardship. Yeah, you're in a situation where you know tomorrow's might not be here, and you've seen somebody's tomorrow taken away from. Them. Yeah, and you, that's right in your doorstep. So yep. at that point in time, you're making those bonds with those guys who are going through the same thing. Yeah, and it's it's one of those situations where you're my guys that I came up with in competing in water sports. Yeah. You know, we were going through the same hardships. We were learning and granted it's nothing like being, no, no, I get what you're saying though. When you you're on challenge. that competitive. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Exactly. You got challenges and you're working through them together and mm -hmm. you're pushing each other and yeah. you're making each other better. And you're yeah. spending that much time. It's yeah. mostly spending that much time. And as you get older, your responsibilities are so much broader. It's harder yeah. to establish those types of friendships when you're older. Exactly. Um, exactly. Because you don't have the time for it. Yeah. When you're in your teens, you're bored out of your mind. <laughs> and you're in your twenties, you, you don't have enough money to do much but hang out. So you're yeah. always with each other. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, so you're out there dorking around and you're trying to <laughs> figure things to do. So you end up having different experiences because yeah. you have you're trying to find those things that are cheaper or exactly. free or exactly. a little outlandish <laughs> to make those memories. Yeah, man. You know, and that's, I think that's another reason kids party so hard in college. Yeah, uh, Monday through Thursday, yeah. stacked with schoolwork. You got two days to party, one day to recover, mm -hmm. and then you're back on it. Yep. And then I think adulting is, you know, you got work and kids, and yep. then you sleep, work and kids, and then yep. you sleep, and then the weekend is usually sports or something weird. Yeah. So you have no outlet for that stuff anymore. Yeah. So you don't have those experiences outside of family. Right. And unless you've got families that do the same thing, that's one of those people bond that are in yeah. sports and things like that. It's it's pretty yeah. crazy. No, you're right. And, and you know, it's funny. I was always kind of jealous of like the Hmong families in North Carolina, mm -hmm. you know, like they would always be at the park all together, you know, in the Hispanic families, you know, mm -hmm. doing the same thing. And I was like, you know, that's really great. You know, like being able to, to enjoy each other's company and, and to not be staring at an iPad, you know what I yeah. mean? You know, like, it, and it, and that's hard to do these days, man. Like that's, people that's just, a cultural difference though. It is, you know, it you've is. got, um, you know, the Hispanic community, can live multi-generational in a household. Yeah. Um, to us, that seems weird that that many people live together or travel yeah. together or whatnot. 
because we have large houses with three, two, three people living in. Yeah. Um, and there's, you can't hate on the Hispanic community no. thriving no. because they've got a situation where they work together and yep. they pull their money together and they're very much exactly helping each other out. Yeah. And the same thing with the Hmong people. And I know a lot of people don't even know what I'm talking about, but you know, Hmong, you know, they're just super friendly. They're tribal. You know, you've got, you've got different cultures that are separate and, uh, but all in all, like, you know, some of the nicest people, some of the most mm. welcoming, but yeah. And, and friendly, you know, it kind of reminds me like when I was a kid, I went to the Mormon church for like a good year, year and a half. Right. And, you know, it, it kind of reminds me of that a little bit. You know what I mean? Like Bro, Mormons, <laughs> like I've got, you can't, there's no, I don't think there's an unnice Mormon on the planet. Yeah, I think no, it, you're right. You're you right. <laughs> so they're super nice. I've got, I've got a friend, super intelligent dude. Um, and he's, he's a Mormon mm -hmm. and, then you start looking at any religions and you're like, yeah, they're all a little bit crazy. Of course. Yeah. Um, but the Mormon religion makes the least amount of sense of all of them. Oh, so if me you're, too, bro. if me you're, too, yeah. if you're, and I'm not saying that as a slight on them, of course, at all, yeah. and, or they're what they believe. I'm not saying they shouldn't believe it. You might be right. I don't know, yeah. but it makes the least amount of sense. Yeah. Based on what I, what little I know about John Smith, golden tablets, yeah. translating. He's a 14 year old kid, by the way. Yeah. And you know, known, John Smith's not an adult. And a known hustler. Yeah. And a known like, yeah, it's uh, just, con uh, man. So it's crazy, but it's uh, fucking crazy. But I tell you though, like when I was at the Mormon church, I had some of the best times because family oriented, Oh, yeah. you know, what, which is what I was talking about with, you know, like different cultures, different families, you know, and, and that was, that was the best part. You know, all mm -hmm. the other shit I didn't pay attention to because I was a kid, but yeah. But that's the stuff I remember. Well, the church know? thing is is something that's fallen apart um, recently yeah. across the board on all churches. Oh, yeah. Um, with as many churches as you see on almost every corner of every street. North Carolina, man. Yeah. Me. And then you've got homeless, starving people. Yeah. You're not doing your job. Yeah. Churches, you're not doing your job. <laughs> you're not doing your job. Like, how? Yeah, I agree. There's You've got your preachers making six-figure incomes driving yeah. bmws living yeah. in super nice houses and you mm -hmm. got homeless people that aren't fed yeah you got these super mega churches like in charlotte like my mom used to go with my aunt to this church in fucking charlotte that has starbucks I'm like why the fuck does your church have a starbucks yeah yeah that is like that's just ridiculous man it's it, unnecessary it feels like I think most religions are based on the same thing. Yeah. You know, you've got, you want to better yourself. You want to better your community. You yeah. want to better your personal, whether it's for a reward later or yeah. reincarnation, whatever it is. I think they're not that far apart. No, you've got all the same principles. You've got, you know, the principle of rebirth and, mm -hmm. uh, you know, all these things that uh, all feed off of each other. Like every mm -hmm. religion, literally, like you're talking about all the same things mm. they're literally just copy and pasted and have been for years you know back when egypt you know like mm -hmm. uh, if you look at some of those old old religions it's all based off of all the same principles nearly basically it's the like hammurabi's in the golden rule all that fun stuff just make sure that you've you're doing unto others as you would have them do unto yeah. you that's it yeah i mean i grew up religious you know like i grew up southern baptist and then we went to a lutheran church and then i went to a mormon church for a couple years when I was a kid and then um, I went to a Westland church. And then after that, I started questioning things, you know, I was mm -hmm. like 14, 15. And then after that I was done. Like, it was like, no more, no more of this. You know, like I, I just started wising up, started looking mm -hmm. into shit for myself. 
And I had some people around me that were supportive, which is not normal in the South because right. normally everyone around you is like, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Boy, you go burning hell. <laughs> yeah. You going that way. <laughs> yeah. But I had, I was lucky. Like, and it's funny. They're my brother-in-laws now, mm-hmm. but like, you know, growing up, they were like, uh, they would fuck with people. Like I'm a Satanist, which they weren't because they didn't believe in Satan because they didn't mm-hmm. believe in Christianity. Right. But they would fuck with people constantly. I'm like, you know, how do you do that? Cause I'm so used to being like trapped in this bubble to where you have to believe this way and you have to think this way or else. <laughs> right. <laughs> Burning hell. Yeah exactly. yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? But even like some Satanists are more of almost like a hippie cult. I know it's wild now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, now love- like the people that are legitimately claiming Satanism and the way they got around the abortion law in Texas. Mm-hmm. Fucking. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm not familiar with that. Bravo. So yeah, man, they made it a, uh, a, a ritual. Yeah. Like as a part of the church. So that way you could legally get an abortion. Yeah. Uh it uh through uh Satanism, which I think is hilarious. Like they're just circumventing all this bullshit uh, laws. A, it doesn't that's, that's that's crazy to me. Like I'm not a, so the abortion thing I know is everybody's a, it's a woman's choice. Yeah, she does her body do whatever. I don't think it should be used as birth control. I think there needs to be some personal responsibility for yeah. actions. You shouldn't take that as I'm with you being promiscuous. I get that. And then that be a solution to it. Yeah. Um, I think in emergency situations, but then again, you know, it's not me. I don't have to make yeah. a decision, but the weird thing is like if some, if a guy fathers that child, he has no say and that's his DNA. That's You're his right. child. You're right. I see um, you. So that's a really strange issue that of course it is a woman's choice, yeah. but you know, you get down into, the, the laws if you sh- if you kill a woman that has a baby then you, that's a double murder um but that's probably a more conservative oriented law um who where does it become a life you know? yeah and no i i get that and i can see that point of view as mm-hmm. well and i mean like i'm more on the side of a woman's choice for sure but at the same time you know for people that are like getting multiple abortions you know every other year like you're saying, mm-hmm. like as a, a form of like birth control, that's fucking ridiculous. So I, uh, every girl that I know that's had an abortion struggles every year at the time frame that they've had. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that, I'm, I'm sure not all of them. So it's anecdotal. I, I could it. speak. No, I could speak on that too. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the thing is, and I, I brought it up the same points we're just making here. They're very common sense. They're very commonsensical. It, yeah. it makes sense. Um, but I was talking to someone who was pro-choice, like, you know, it's, it's a woman's body, her right. I'm yeah. like, well, I think that everyone should speak with somebody who has had one before yeah. to understand what they're about to go through. Yeah. And I got jumped on by that individual because there's like, it's a woman's choice. I'm mm. like, you need to know because you might be creating a situation for yourself. That's sensible that you might not understand yeah. in the future because you can't see that far ahead. Exactly. You think right now it's going to eliminate this problem, but it's going to cause these other problems. Yeah. And you need to speak with somebody to know what you're jumping into. Yeah, it, dude, I'm with you 100%. It, it destroys mental health for people that can't handle it. Not saying that some people are like not weak necessarily, but some people, man. I mean, really We're all just, wired different, man. Yeah, everybody's different. And, and some people just can't handle that you know like and then after it happens it's it's a struggle then whereas i know you know other people that are like whatever fuck it moving about their day going to work like nothing ever happened i don't i couldn't do that me personally yeah i don't and i don't know and you can't make a blanket statement but to me not knowing that type of person yeah 
it just seems like they would have less empathy and less sympathy. But the weird None. thing is, <laughs> but the weird thing is, it's on the part of the people who tend to be the most supposedly empathetic. Yeah. The left. Yeah. Um, which seems strange to strange to me. Yeah. And the left seems to be more, you know, like this the satanic views nowadays yeah. of being able to, you know, self um uh, chasing pleasure and or your own decisions, your own um, control of everything. That's really, and I know it's going to sound weird. That seems where the, the political extreme left tends to be leaning is that um, satiation of that, those, those internal needs of, yeah. of a little bit of hedonism or whatnot and, or yeah. allowing other people to do so instead of being more confined to restrictions and laws and the way yeah. society tends to work a little better. What's the solution? I have no idea. Yeah, same. Uh, there's got to be somewhere in the middle. Yeah. You know, you got to have a little bit of both. I mean, yep. most of your preachers, you, you tend to have that preach the word of God, tend to usually have some demons are trying to hide on the back end. <laughs> so yeah, a lot of times that uh, what you see on somebody is usually trying to hide something else. Mm -hmm. It's like if somebody's yelling at you for doing something you're not doing, chances are they're doing it themselves. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, <sighs> Man, that's a struggle. That's a struggle because like – you know, I, I, after, after I was in the military and once I saw what like news media does when you're overseas mm -hmm. and how they inflate stories, yeah, like I, I'll, you know, it, I don't know, like, and even with the politics too, like there was, there was one, one thing in particular, if you don't mind, like it was no worries. a buddy of mine, um, was a gunner and, um, uh, he was in a unit with Oregon national guard and, um, he went out first time you know he was he was the last vehicle so if a car you know drives up on you you know real fast they're probably going to blow up mm -hmm. and uh you know we have like orders that we have to do so you know we got like a red stop sign thing you hold up in your hand and wave it around you've got like a um some of these guys have like the fucking what's it called like the blowhorn oh the bullhorn bullhorn yeah. yeah and then you know you've got different measures before you just fire into somebody aimlessly. Mm -hmm. So like, you know, he had these guys coming up on him, ended up lighting them up, you know, cause they wouldn't stop. Mm -hmm. Um, and then he was out on another mission a week later, happened again, same thing. The guys coming up on him, mm -hmm. um, wouldn't stop, had to, had to light them up. And then the third time, same guy, I hate that he had to deal with that three times, but third time, Bus driver, Pakistani bus driver, because they'll bring in different people from mm -hmm. around the area. He he rolls up and he does all the things he's supposed to do, you know, throwing the signs up, flashing lights, you know, all the shit he's supposed to do. He throws a couple rounds in the engine block and the guy's still coming. So he throws a couple more rounds. I think he ends up hitting the driver. Um, but you know, they all stop. The next day, CNN on the news, you've got like 40 or 50. Afghani civilians mm -hmm. that are like injured and in things or claiming to be injured that are all like, you know, this guy shot us all up mm. and he literally hit one person. Wow. And then they're all claiming that, you know, and then he ended up getting discharged wow. um, for this. And it wasn't even, he didn't even do anything. Our, our problem with our media now is it's all entertainment. Um, yeah. Nobody wants to, 
the truth isn't as important as ratings. Yeah. And oh, yeah. everything's a headline. And that's that's across the board for both sides of the aisle, whatever message you're trying, you're trying to get people's attention. Yeah. Because there's so much white noise anymore and you've yeah. got to stand out. So the only way to stand out is to walk naked down the street. You know what I'm saying? It's that kind of thing. <laughs> Frank you know? the tank. Yeah. You know? <laughs> you've got <laughs> you've got to go down and you've got to do something just so outlandish or make a claim that is yeah. so ridiculous. You're right that people click on it and then right. nobody looks any further than the first few sentences. Nope. And so you never know what's true. Yep. You don't so, know where the, where the real, where anything real is anymore. Yeah. And that's frustrating. It is super frustrating. And once I saw that and I talked to the guy, cause I talked to him firsthand. I was like, yo, what the fuck happened, man? You got discharged. And uh, he was like, yeah, man, I lit up this fucking bus, this Pakistani driver. Apparently like all the people that were in it were yelling at him saying, mm -hmm. you're not supposed to go. Cause they know. Mm -hmm. They know not to approach a convoy from behind at fast speeds. Mm -hmm. And they were all yelling at him and he just wasn't fucking paying attention. And, and, uh, but yeah, he was, he was just like, ain't shit I can do. You know, they twisted it, you know, I, and I was in Afghanistan whenever that fucking crazy ass preacher was burning the Quran in Texas. Mm -hmm. So like I was in Afghanistan when that shit was happening yeah. and fucking Bagram like they lit up and they had the biggest protest burning American flags left and right. It shit mm -hmm. was, shit was heavy for a few months, man. That's, that's pretty that's crazy. And it's pretty fucking wild, bro. It's just crazy. Now that, and I know it's going to catch some flack. Uh, the, that religion, you know, nah. the extremists. <laughs> wow. The extremists on that side. And I know they try to compare it to the extremist Christians. Yeah. Well, I mean, you got like, you know, you got the God hates uh, fags, uh what's that what's that church um oh what are they called what you know what i'm talking I know about, what right? talking about yeah. so you got people like that on the extreme side of christianity yeah but they're not going out murdering gay true, people true that's not in the teachings to go murder gay people yeah you're now right. they are pushing it down your throat to convert you into being straight and or christian whatever yeah which can be annoying i'm sure to people <laughs> who don't care about hearing it yeah um but it's not in the teachings you're to right, kill though. somebody who doesn't believe that you're right you're um, right. And I know a lot of people tend to throw up the Crusades. Yeah. But the Crusades in general were to protect travelers from the Islamic individuals that were oh. killing people, Christians from A to B. Didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. So there's there's a lot of things that you that everything's murky and gray in history. Yeah. Uh yeah. the history is written by the winners. Yeah. So you never hear the loser side. <laughs> so there's not always a hundred percent accuracy yeah. in everything that we know. <laughs> um, and it's probably a lot dirtier. And a lot um, less savory than uh, yeah than we get to know. I'm with you, man. And and I mean, one of the reasons why I, I stepped away from the church and all that shit was like, if I can't follow something all the way, I don't want to. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? If I'm not 100 percent in it, what's the fucking point? Yeah. You know, like I can't eat shellfish. You know what I'm saying? Who brings like, that up? Hey, no. yeah. but seriously though, like you know, that's the thing though. It's like if you're gonna follow shit verbatim, follow it verbatim. Yeah. You know, don't fucking half-ass it. Like, if you want to tell me that you're the most hardcore Christian in the world or you're the most hardcore whatever, like, I want you to be following that shit. Yeah. You know, line for line. But yeah. that ain't fucking me. Right. But the thing is, like, those books were chosen by individuals <laughs> in order to perpetuate the church's power. Of course. And yeah. then you've got kings, you know, King James, obviously, right. you know, like pulling shit out that he didn't find you know, like he didn't like it. So yeah. he was just like, oh, we're just going to remove this. We're going to remove all the shit, claim it as apocrypha, you know, like shit that's mm -hmm. just, 
you know, you got to find it in an old Catholic Bible, you know, that wasn't modified or some shit. And I'm not saying that that's not the word of God. I'm just saying that it is a little questionable. I'm saying fuck that shit. That's what I'm saying. Fuck all that noise, man. I'm saying that anytime that humans get involved, it's usually to benefit themselves in some way. Uh, so it's it's pretty crazy. Look, man, I don't I don't care no more, man. Fuck all that noise, man. I, I've seen enough, dude. I'm I'm done, bro. Yeah. I'm done. I, I'll I'll remain an agnostic forever until i die and then i'll know what's up right <laughs> i mean everything's secondhand man yeah you dude know, everything's either secondhand or made up yeah i've been that way for a minute man but like the one thing that that i think is cool is is you know just let your kids you know decide their own fate mm -hmm. you know what i mean like the one thing that i think is fucked up i should say not cool but is like people that force shit on on their kids yeah. and all that really like for my kids, like if my daughter came up, my oldest daughter, she came up and she was like, Hey, I'm, uh, I'm Protestant mm -hmm. and I want to go to church on Sundays and do this. I'd be like, okay. You know, like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna demean her mm -hmm. or, or hinder her from doing what she wants to do. You know, same with any of my kids, like mm -hmm. whatever you want, I'll support it because I'd rather you figure it out for yourself than me have to tell mm -hmm. you. And you I know think what there's I mean? a lot of, a lot of good teachings in religion that that benefits society period. Yeah. Um, yeah, because we can't just go out and do everything we want to do. You're right at all points in time. Yeah. And I think that's where um, you see the political spectrum split. You know, conservatives tend to be more rule law oriented. Yeah. You, you abide by the rules. Everything should go fine. Mm -hmm. The left seems to be a little more lenient. You get a little crazier. You can do whatever you want to do. There's got to be somewhere in the middle. You yeah. know, you got to have it can't be so tightly wound. Yeah. Um, that, you know, you don't do anything. Yeah. But then again, you probably shouldn't be able to do everything you want to do because some people yeah. want to just go stab people in the throat. Yeah. 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 No, nah, man. Play Grand Theft Auto, bro. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> or join the military where they train you to kill people. Ain't yeah. that fucked up, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? Hey, it really is freedom, when you think right? about it. it. When you think about it, man, like, especially you got all these gang members too. Like, you mm -hmm. know, like in the West Coast, dude, I had some gangster ass motherfuckers, like straight up blood crypt tattoos all over the place mm -hmm. that were in platoons that I was in. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they linger around, but I know the tattoos. And, uh, yo, they were just trying to get training. Straight up told me. Yeah. It's like, yo, I'm just trying to like learn how to clear rooms, do that kind of shit. And then I'm fucking out. I'm doing my two years, three years, four years, whatever they got a contract for. Mm -hmm. I'm gone. Wow. This is crazy, bro. That's uh <laughs> did you were you friends with quite a few of those? I mean, you're in the same yeah. shit. So yeah, man. Like, dude, I'm friends with everybody. Like, that's the way I was, you know, in the military is mm -hmm. where I am now. Like, I'd make sure I was cool with everyone because I, I didn't want any trouble. Mm -hmm. And you know, I'm I'm always down to hear everybody's perspective because like my my view on life is like I want to learn as much as possible mm -hmm. about everyone everything what they're dealing with like how you go about life so yeah you can't know everything no and what the crazy shit though was one of the most gangster motherfuckers like i'm talking he was six four and uh this was in basic training which i don't have a lot of basic training stories and i'm not going to bore you with them but this one in particular is worth telling this guy was like hardcore like fuck everybody you know fuck all these drill sergeants the whole time like the first day just like not listening not doing what he's supposed to be doing and then we we finally get to the barracks with all our shit, all our gear. And uh, one of the one of the drills was like, "Yo, you know, I've got I've got a contract right here." He said, "You know, if this isn't what you want, you can sign this and be on your way. We don't want people who don't want to fucking be here." He's playing a game, bro. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, that motherfucker stood up. The the most gangster dude who I thought was the most hardcore. 
stood up and walked up to him and was trying to sign it. And that dude just went off like, motherfucker, you ain't going nowhere, bitch. <laughs> and they, oh, dude, it was the funny shit. Dude started crying. Oh. Like, dude started crying. And and I'm like, yo, man, like, how the fuck are you like that gangster? And then just like the moment you're like, you can't go nowhere. Fucking just break down. That shit was funny as fuck. You're looking at a high percentage of individuals. <laughs> If they're if they're being super gangster, they're trying to cover up for not being super gangster oh, inside. Dude, it was a fun and like the nerdiest white dude with glasses was like straight faced the entire time, like right next to me. Mm-hmm. He was just like, yeah. I mean, he was just like ready to go. He was like, yo, let's 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 go ahead. Yeah, you know what are we doing here? What the fuck are we doing? I'm ready to shoot some shit. Come on, right. but I just thought that was funny as hell, bro. That it's just. It's funny, man. You never know who you run into, man. There's so many people that play games. Mm-hmm. And then you got guys like me, you know, that have like four kids and a gun in the car. You know, there's a lot of people like that, you know, like where you just wouldn't expect. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, it's funny. My wife's always like she stopped her road rage after she realized I told her I was like, look, man, you never r- know never when know. you're going to run into somebody and you never know when you're going to run into a veteran with PTSD. You know that's on the road. You and never know when you're gonna. You never know when you're gonna run up. <laughs> you never know when you're gonna run into the person who already dealt with five of you already yeah. and gave those five a pass, and you're the sixth one, and oh, the passes yeah. are gone. Yeah, I had this old dude fucking flipping me off for like two miles when I was uh, driving to work one day. Just literally, I kept looking in my back mirror. I'm like, is he waving at me? And yeah. No, this old dude, like 60, 70, he was just like the whole time. Just holding the middle finger up. I'm like, what are you doing? And then he rolled, he, he drove by me and he said, fuck UNC. I'm dead serious. Fuck UNC. Cause I had a, a, right. a Chapel Hill sticker. Weird, man. <laughs> but he was just flipping me off. I, I was like right outside of Durham too, but that shit was funny. I was just like, I can't even be mad at this old dude. <laughs> he, he's got a deep hatred for that's, that school, man. That's commitment, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's shit. crazy man i uh i had a confrontation oh. with a dude uh probably in a walmart parking lot not too long ago and i'm that oh, guy shit. he I, he was number six that day you know what i'm saying mm. all passes were gone got um, you we pulled in and this is probably how i'm gonna end up um somebody's probably gonna shoot me um <laughs> but this dude he was he was in front of me and he was blocking two lanes of traffic and i'm like i just put my i threw my hands up like dude what are you doing and i, I tap my horn like get choose, yeah. choose, choose yeah. a spot yeah, yeah. Um, so he goes and he pulls off, and then I go up and I'm walking inside and I hear um hey boss man from behind. And I turn around and I was like, This is gonna be the day. <sighs> this is gonna be the day. And this dude's he's you know, I'm six three, about two fifty. I'm not yeah. a small dude. He, yeah, he's um, a big cat. He's about my size. I'm oh, like, no shit. he gets a pass. Like, I'm not gonna mess with a little dude. It's, yeah, it's a lose lose. Yeah, yeah. Oh, this dude's I, my see. Size. Yeah, I see. I see. This is my size. Got it. And um he comes up to me and he said, Hey man, he's like, Did you not see that lady in a wheelchair on the right side? No, sir. I didn't. But I did see a dumbass who can't pick a fucking lane to be in. <laughs> I was like, if you'd learn how to drive, you wouldn't be holding other people oh, up. Shit. And his his face, I'm not like he didn't expect that to happen. And uh he he was running his mouth and um I was like, dude, I don't know why you're trying to confront me. You're the one who can't drive. <laughs> and uh He's like, I should whoop your ass in front of all these people. I'm like, brother, I'm your guy today. Oh, man. I'm your guy today. Let's try it. Let's go. Let's do right here. He, and then he had already flipped my switch. I was provoking him from oh. that on out. And uh, 
I was like, man, we can do this. I like, get it. I'm not your guy today. <laughs> I'm not your guy you're going to intimidate. I'm not the guy you're going to run your mouth. You're the one who came up to me. You confronted me. I was minding my own business. Oh, you're the one who man. can't drive. You and me, let's throw down. Drives Nothing better an opportunity. Drives me crazy. Man. And he just, and I was like, dude, just shut up. Quit, quit talking. If you don't want to do anything, quit talking. Yeah. Quit talking. Yeah. Because right now we're, we're a go. If you don't want to be a go, yeah. shut up. Yeah. Because now, now you're just being a bitch about it. Dude, I tell my son all the time. He's like, uh, he's like, you know, when people get confrontational with me out in public, which is pretty rare, but mm -hmm. you know, if anybody's even slightly aggressive, I'm very passive. Like I'll just like drop it. And he was like, why are you letting that go? I'm like, look, if it gets to the point to where they start talking and I'm mad, I'm not talking back. Yeah. I'm punching you in the throat. <laughs> yeah. It's like, there's no me talking to you. It's, it's, it's me snapping like that and going, this is fucking over. And trust me, it man, it ain't lost on me that if, Ooh. if I get into an altercation, I'm surprised with somebody, that you were able to, but the thing is like, if it's, if it comes down to an altercation, I know that at my age, it's going to be a week or two, even if I win and I'm going to yeah. hurt. Yeah. You know oh, oh, I, yeah. I'm, you know, <laughs> get it oh i do yeah i know it too man and even even when i used to box quite a bit even the guy that you barely beat yeah feels like somebody that whooped your tail oh yeah like the only way that it oh, doesn't yeah. hurt is if it's a one and done <laughs> it's never fun and see i don't i don't have any problem with me getting my ass beat because you know the one thing is is just stand up for yourself that's that's yeah. what i've always been preached at mm -hmm. you know and and it works it's like even if you do get your ass beat if you stand up for yourself dude's gonna get tired mm -hmm. he's gonna move to somebody weaker Oh yeah, they don't mess so with you like, again. Yeah, mm -mm. we um we told uh, the oldest here. She uh she was having uh, an issue where a girl was picking on her every day. Oh no shit! And um you know she kept trying to you know just bully her and whatnot. And mm -hmm. she's a little soccer player, so she's tiny, so she's not gonna punch you and hurt you. Yeah, and yeah. I told her I was like, you tell the girl that hey, I'm tired of you picking on me. Uh -huh. We're not doing this anymore. And if that girl comes towards you, you step back and say, hey. Don't touch me. Stay away from me. Yeah. If that girl takes one more step, you kick the inside of mm -hmm. her knee as hard as you can or the oh, inside yeah. of her thigh as hard as you can. Yep. And she won't mess with you anymore. Mm -hmm. And um, the way the story went, about a week later, she she acted like she's just too big. She's like, I know how to handle myself, whatever. She did the exact same thing I told her. And that girl's been trying to be her friend since. Mm -hmm. Dude, the knee. The knee is mm. just I, like the throat. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I know you don't even got to punch somebody. You just like, you know have, what I mean? Have you been hitting the throat? Yes, I have. I got hit in the throat with a baseball. It's oh, scary. fuck uh, that. Yeah. Fuck that. You can't breathe. You can't breathe. And if you can't breathe, you can't do anything. Yeah, exactly. That's why, like, my instinct, especially if somebody's like walking up to me and just start like screaming at me, yeah. you know, I'm just like, in my head, I'm just like, you know, just immediately, it's just yeah. like a quick little boop. That's it. You gotta be careful. You can break your thumb though. Oh, it's, I best know, if, right? it's best if you do one of these. But, oh, I mean, if I'm in that kind of situation, I'll probably just yeah. But a throat shot, mm, mm, it's that's gonna be bad. It's I don't know. Like in my head, I don't think about fighting. I think about uh. Sorry, we got a beep in the background. Uh, no, I don't think about fighting, man. I think about like one move ending fights. Yeah. So you know. Um, it's a it's a low kick to the knee to break the leg. It's a, uh, a trap on the elbow to break the arm. Right. It's a punch to the throat. It's a poke in the eyes. It's something like one move done. Because mm. I don't want to fight. No, you don't. You, you know? don't need to. There's no. There's no reason no. to put your body through that. Yeah. Um, I, I just have no. You just have to end the threat. Yeah. You know, and I don't want to go out looking for trouble. 
Like, yeah. I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to have to have that confrontation with somebody. Yeah. But I'm not the guy that you want to try to have that altercation with. Exactly. And I think as you get older, you're like, okay, I know enough to where this dude won't <laughs> want to mess with me again. Yeah. <laughs> but it is what it is. I think it's funny. Yeah. I, th I think we're a lot of like in that way. Mm. Like, cause you know, you, you're a fucking, you know, dad got girls like, you know, and, and I'm like, I, we both seem like we wouldn't be people that would cause any trouble or not. No. And we're both fairly, fairly passive. I would assume I would. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I would definitely, I mean, Mostly. that's, that's a, that's a route I want to take. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So, but at the same time, it's like, there's a switch. Yeah. Like you're talking about, there's a switch, man. See that? Now there's a weird thing about fighting and i don't know if you've practiced fighting you know yeah i know combat you know when you go through your training well i took martial arts for mm -hmm. years I, I took taekwondo when i was a kid and then i took shotokan later on and you know that as you if you're angry it's the worst position to be in mentally like yeah. if you're you're full facilities and you're calm yeah you can assess the situation better so when step somebody, away yeah because once you get into that situation where anger's in you you can get hurt your, you can hurt yourself as much as that person can hurt you yeah it's i mean even emotionally verbally mm -hmm. Like, you know, when I get in fights, like just verbal fights, mm -hmm. I step away because like I'll have like a switch that goes off and I can't control it. And I'll just start mm -hmm. saying hurtful ass shit, mm -hmm. you know, you know what I mean? And yeah. just like, oh, just yeah. wanting to dead it. Like, I'm like, oh, I don't want to do this. You know, I think I think as guys, when we get we go off to ourselves, it's not that we don't want to have that situation. I think we're just scared of what we want to do. Yeah. Yeah. It's oh, like, yeah. you know, it's not that you're, you know, I tell people that it's this, you know, like they in general, like if somebody broke into the house, yeah, you know, and they're like, so somebody's life is worth less than your property. Uh, yeah. I was like, that's not the decision I made. I see. That's the decision they made. Yeah. I don't want to put that. I don't want to make the decision to hurt anyone, yeah. but if they make that decision, that's there. That's on them. That I feel the same way. Um, and I think yeah. that's the same, you know, that, uh, I think that's the way that we should be like, yeah. dude. Okay. He's yeah. like, this is your way out. Yeah. Let's 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 be honest. Yeah, we're probably both gonna hurt if we get into a fight. <laughs> it's not gonna be fun. Um, but but I will tell you that boxing and wrestling and fighting um, in a controlled situation where you know you're not trying to kill each other. Yeah, it's pretty damn fun. Oh yeah, point fighting. I used to love point yeah. fighting. That was my shit, dude. I've got to piss so bad. <laughs> we get it. We'll put pause on this. Go I have the smallest bladder. I'm sorry. <laughs> we'll put a pause on this, man. And uh, all right, cool. You go cool. do that. Sounds good. Thanks for uh, the refill, man. Appreciate you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's um, awesome. Got to give you some more pea juice, <laughs> <laughs> dude. Yeah, I've I've got baby baby kidneys, man. Right, baby liver. <laughs> Same thing. So, um, it's so, terrible. So, what are you working on now? What project? You said you're uh, working on a documentary, uh, the music for it. Yeah. So, I'm hoping what I can do is put together something that is slightly orchestral, um. Um, outside of my standard, you know, just normal hip hop, you know, eight tracks max, you know, probably less than that. You know, you've had just, um, a lot of the stuff that you've had, especially on Instagram late um, that I've witnessed over the last couple, yeah, the last year or so. There's a lot more ethereal kind of sound to it. Yeah, I I think that's where my head's been. To be mm -hmm. honest, like I I really like lo-fi. I like the lo-fi chill. I like um, I like weird shit too. Like, you know, like I, I could listen to Nine Inch Nails, Downward Spiral, listen to, you know, Hellbilly Deluxe, mm -hmm. you know, Rob Zombie. Right. And then go into uh, fucking Beethoven. 
You know what I mean? Or or into like some weird gospel singer from the 60s mm-hmm. that nobody's ever heard of, you know, and, and then put that on and then immediately go into country music, yeah. like listening to Johnny Cash or trying to sample Lightning Hopkins, like I was talking about before, mm-hmm. you know, blues. I just, I love all music, but yeah, man, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of all over the map, but in the, that's where I want to be. Yeah. But at the same time, yeah, you're right. Like a lot of my stuff has been very, yeah, just like uh, not spacey, but ambient. Mm. I don't know. Like I've been on a real chill vibe for the past while now. Yeah. And I dig it because, you know, all the, all the shit I used to make, you know, angry is a motherfucker. Seasons, brother. The seasons <sighs> of your life, man. That's what, uh, I've still got it, but it's not as prevalent. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's not as, well, as an artist, I think you really get into what you're feeling at the time, mm-hmm. uh, whether you want to or not. That's mm-hmm. what shows up. I mean, because you're trying to – it's an outlet of yeah. some kind of vision or any kind of um, idea that you have. So The thing I worry about now, though, um, as a lyricist, like from that point of view, is my memory has is, is gotten really, really bad, mm-hmm. like really, really bad. And if I listen to other people's music mm-hmm. – and then I start writing lyrics. I'll, I'll notice like a metaphor in my, or maybe it's just in my head, but mm-hmm. I, I feel like I notice a metaphor and I'm like, Oh, that was in J Cole or that was in, you know, uh, Kendrick or that was in this other song. So I have to be careful right. because I don't want to take too much in, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because I, I, I don't want to question my, my brain, you yeah. know, whether or not this is somebody else's line or whether it's mine. Right. So I have to be kind of careful careful with that nowadays because i'm just like but that's why i like making beats because i can still uh i can tell stories with beats yep you know and then i don't have to accompany with lyrics because i prefer poetry like i just put uh yeah i prefer just writing down some you know little prose you know here and there a little bit bits and pieces dude i got a shit oh yeah (laughs) fucking do it you want me to keep talking yeah you keep all right all right so here's what's up um, I don't know what's up. What's what's going on with you guys? I, you know, this is the first time I've done this, and I'm gonna be out and about in the public arena. And uh, you know, I don't know how I feel about that. I'm not a a social motherfucker anymore, and my mouth gets me in trouble way too often. Too many problems. But you know what? I I just it is what it is. I'm just I'm just living. I'm loving life. I'm trying to be. A good person and uh not cheat on everybody i'm with including my girlfriend and my wife no, i'm just kidding <laughs> old me yo yeah no nah, you can't be doing none of that shit no more man you get to a certain age it, it's just you gotta be chill you gotta be chill you gotta start thinking about other kind of shit than pussy because shit ain't worth it sir it's not worth it. But no, seriously, I'm I'm curious. How do people stay married for like 80 years, yo? That shit blows my mind. I didn't expect to live past fucking 30. And here I am. Somewhere in my 30s, I ain't trying to say. <laughs> yo, it's, it's not even that bad, but all this fucking gray, yo, for real. This shit is serious. Anyway, Chapel Hill, all day. Old school hip hop, all day. Fucking what you know about UTFO? Roxanne, Roxanne. 
I want to be your man. You don't know nothing about that. See, that's the problem with a lot of these motherfuckers nowadays that produce and shit. They don't know where their shit came from. You know, I, I be listening to music in the in the in the car with my mom, like on the radio, and she starts singing these songs, like they're like 70 songs, you know, like because they're being sampled in hip hop. So I'm listening to Puff Daddy and my mom singing along. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And it's because they sample some shit that she used to listen to when she was a fucking kid. And that's what a lot of motherfuckers don't understand. You know, they, they don't respect the art and they don't respect where they came from. So what, I, what I'm talking about is, you know, I'd be riding in the car with my mom uh -huh. or my dad, too. And I'm listening to like a Puff Daddy song. You know, can't nobody hold me down. That was one of the first CDs I had. Yeah. You know, that and like Mace, I think I had. Right. You know what I mean? He slept on, man. I oh, love, I man, love dude, voice. Mace is Mace fucking dope. I love his voice. Ma th that one song in particular, I can't remember. Uh, Tell me what you want from me. Mm -hmm. That shit. Ooh, God damn. Mace, I remember that Mace shit. and Q-Tip, man. I, yeah. I love their voices. Oh, Q-Tip's a killer too. And yeah. he's a fucking bomb-ass producer. But what I was saying was none of these young motherfuckers, you know, like respect the origin. You know, like mm -hmm. where these where these beats come from, because I'm listening to, you know, songs like that. And my mom's singing along. I'm listening to the Fugees killing me softly. I'm like, ah, ah, you know, what yeah. I mean? like along with Lauren Hill, like, yeah, let's get it, bitch. And uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> my mom is singing along with me. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, how do you know this song? This is brand new. She was like, no, nah, she's old. <laughs> yeah, that shit is old. <laughs> uh, truth be told. Vanilla oh. Ice, Ice Ice Baby. Hey. I had no idea that was a Queen sample. Oh, yeah. No D idea. Dude, I didn't either until I saw VH1 Behind the Music where they had... You way know, later. Yeah. Way later. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about though, right? Yes. Have you seen that? Yeah, they, they're they like going over it and he's like, no, no, no. It's like the regular song is ding, 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 ding. And he's like, no, ours goes ding, 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 ding. <laughs> right. Ding ding ding! I was like, "What the fuck, bro? You cannot no, no. Nah, that's a, nah. that's a sample, man. You gotta nah. you gotta clear that. Yeah. But, you know what blew my mind too is like the amount of shit that was sampled on on new albums that I I grew up on. Like um um uh what what's that fucking Eminem song? When I was just a little baby boy, my mama used to tell mm. me these crazy things. That it, like that beat is like that was actually an old 70s song. Yeah. And I had no fucking idea. And they got sued for that. Like, you know, like when you start digging into samples, yeah, you know, and, and you really start digging into it. And that's the other thing about production too, is like, you know, like you, you hear sounds. I kind of hate it sometimes because I can't appreciate music like I want to. Yeah. Cause I'll hear a sample and I'll be like, Oh, that came off the Apache breakbeat. Or, you right. know, like that's a, that's an old ass 808 fucking Tom or, you know, wh right. whatever, you know, like, oh, that's from like a weird ass, you know, drum kit that was created in, you know. <laughs> and Misty hates that uh, watching movies. She understands that I, oh. <laughs> I have to really dumb down when I watch movies because I'm like, okay, well, where's the lighting situation? Yeah. You know, how, who, where's yeah. the sound guy? Where's, how did they set this up? What's CG? Out of this, mm -hmm. I'm trying to dissect how they did what they did because exactly. otherwise, I'm trying to solve a problem. Yes, this is not my problem. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, man. That that's fucking what? oh, dude, that's exactly it, bro. Yeah. That is fucking exactly it. And, it, and it kills me sometimes. Like it's just like constant overanalyzation, man. Cannot appreciate a goddamn thing because I'm just constantly like, what the f why the fuck did they do that or yeah. how did they do that?
you know, right. like, or yeah, just, I, <laughs> you're trying to solve a problem uh, that's not yours to solve. Yeah. Enjoy the art. Exactly. Know? Hey, one thing I did enjoy, um, Daft Punk random access memories, mm-hmm. that album, it was all done in analog. They spent so much fucking money, but everything was done in analog. Didn't do anything wow. digitally. And it was mastered analog. Like, and I go back and listen to it. Pretty fucking crazy, man. So the weird thing about Daft Punk is for some reason in my memory, they've never not existed. <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? I got you. I got like, you. So when they made their more recent comeback, I'm like, mm-hmm. man, these dudes are making a comeback from 30 years ago. Yeah. It wasn't 30 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. No you know shit. what I'm saying? But in my mm-hmm. mind, I don't know when they didn't exist. Yeah. You know, I Yeah. I have no idea. No, you're right. It, it's funny. Like, man, like, I'm curious. I want to throw out some names of some groups that people might find obscure mm-hmm. and maybe you can pull some names too. Not like top chart groups. Mm-hmm. And I'm just curious, like, you know, some of your influences and things like that, because, you know, we're talking about mm-hmm. this. So like for me, like some of my electronic influences, Amon Tobin, Aphex Twin, Boards of mm-hmm. Canada, um, uh, Prefuse 73. Um, oh man, just like, yeah, that kind of weird shit. I don't yeah. know, man. Like, I and I know some people are going to be like, "What?" You know, Warp Records. Warp Records was a big one for me. Like, I pulled a lot of really dope ass fucking artists from Warp Records. Yeah, and uh, they're still on there. But, but yeah, I'm curious if you could throw out some names, man. Like, just some, just people, any anybody, like underground music. Maybe people aren't too familiar with anything in particular that hits you hard. I don't even know if there's. You know, I'll throw some stuff on like uh, Spotify or like a Pandora. And oh, okay. Yeah, I'll yeah. pick up some new stuff that way, stuff I didn't know. Um, yeah. And it's weird. It's kind of seasonal. For a long time, I was listening to more reggae influence okay. kind of beach chill music. And maybe it was because I lived in Wilmington for quite oh, some yeah. time. And oh, yeah. the Jack Johnson stuff was pretty. Oh, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. God, I can't. There's, a, there's another guy who is definitely not it doesn't look like the way you would think he would look and the music he's the one song that i like completely not <laughs> anything like the rest of his stuff so occasionally you'll pick up an artist that does okay. one thing yeah that is not their style i see but another one like that better than ezra did better song, than ezra is good yeah they did the song juicy and that is com- really yeah completely different than the rest of their stuff and you know the song "Juicy" I'm talking about. I can't. I can't recall right off the top of my head. Let me. Yeah. S- I'll play a sample of this so we don't get uh, knocked off of YouTube. I'm yeah. not even monetizing. Yeah, I, I'm sure as soon as I hear it, that's my problem, man. I, I can't remember shit, but as soon as I hear like a little snip, I'll be like, "Oh, okay," and um, then start reciting lyrics left and right. But uh. better than Ezra, you know that was that was I was going through a, a phase where I listened to them quite a bit, and I felt like they were very underappreciated for their non mainstream stuff. Okay. Um, but their video is even crazier. Uh, I think their lead singers touring by himself now. Um, no shit. I am going the video. I'm going to post it. This is going to get non monetized, whatever. I don't care. <laughs> it's not making any money anyway. Um, uh, it's probably going to get flagged and pulled down, but whatever. Uh, uh, I'm going to share this. I want you to listen to this uh, because it is pretty damn Awesome. And you're going to, you'll know the song. I'm not going to show the video. Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
I know it immediately. Yeah. yeah the, the moment the fucking, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's good shit. I love this song, yeah. dude. It's it, a little bit of that. Um, it kind of reminds me of Beck a little bit. A little bit of Beck. Well, that's the you beat know? more so, but the, yeah, the lyrics yeah. are kind of, uh, feels like just some grimy old 60s 70s funk yeah maybe yeah like almost like a grand funk railroad style sort mixed of. with some uh yeah but the, you if not you as heavy drums if yeah. you would have told me that better than ezra did this song i'd be like nah that's bullshit because <laughs> <laughs> i had to double check you know because sometimes an artist will get um will get accredited with something and mm. it's not theirs and i thought that was the case but uh, yeah, even man. the video is ridiculous on this. It's a bunch of like old ladies in a bar line dancing, and it looks like it was filmed on a VHS camera. Uh, but his voice is is so crazy. Yeah, no, I dig it. Let's see, like, yeah, man, throw this up here. You gotta see this video. It's. It's so crazy. I like it. It's very funky. Look at this. white people dancing right here. Kind of reminds me of Pimps of Joy Time. If you ever heard them, they they have that new age style funk. Yeah, that's hilarious though. It's awesome, man. Oh my god! That- you know that describes the South so hard. <laughs> every country bar, like every fucking ugly ass, overweight white chick that's super country is like i'm juicy you're not fucker you're not, you're not body shaming are you i am i am no I, I love some uh some big old hips some big old titties some big old ass that don't bother me no bit another one um don't bother me none another song that's very um that iconic from a group that i really enjoy that is is kind of mainstream but is very outside of their norm uh is amber from 311 oh amber is one of my favorite Such tracks a great of all song. time I don't One know. It's so favorites. chill. It's, it is very different from 311. It's it's got more of not necessarily a pop vibe to it, but like mm-hmm. a more of a yeah. I mean, more of a radio style. But it's funny because it doesn't feel um, uh, pressed. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it doesn't feel forced. Yeah, it doesn't feel 311 it, it, it at all. But natural. it doesn't feel un. It doesn't feel like somebody forced them to do something they didn't want to do. It feels natural. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh man, fucking love that song. Yeah. I tell you a song that I, I got into too, like. You know, watching so many fucking uh, skate videos all the time. Yeah, dude, fucking. Uh, That's how you find good music sometimes, dude. I I got like most of my playlists. Like I found like Band of Horses, um, which is really good and kind of outside of what I normally listen to. Mm-hmm. More of like a hipster vibe, you know, like country rock, folky. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you've got like Fisher Spooner, and uh, you know some other weird shit. But yeah, dude, fucking uh, fully flared is the video that I watched. You know, a while back, that was one of my favorite skate videos. Fucking Mike Mo is gnarly in that shit, dude. There's so many good skaters, but yeah, no, I, I definitely get a lot of my music influence. You know, even some of like the the uh, the fucking like 1970s, 80s Mexican uh, music that I listen to. Oh, like, wow. <laughs> yeah, because like uh, uh, some of the some of the skaters on like the chocolate team, the girl team, right. You know, they're the Hispanic dudes, like a bunch of Latinos, like some are Puerto Rican. There's a couple Mexican cats and like, yeah, dude, they, they're, they're fucking the music they pick. I'm just like, yo, I can fucking vibe to this hard, but you know, being in the environment where we're in, we're not exposed to that unless we reach out. But, uh, yeah, dude, fucking some good shit. Man. You gotta, 
good I, shit. You don't, you're talking about Hispanic um, music. Did they did they have like that Hispanic vibe? The yeah, oh yeah, it's got the whistling mm-hmm. like the. I do. Oh, dude, you I cannot love it. tell I love me. It. You cannot. Sorry, tell I didn't me. do that justice. I'm sorry. I fucked that <laughs> way up. Yeah, I'm you cannot bad. tell me that. There's not one Hispanic beat that she's on every song. Oh yeah, it feels like it. Like yeah. you can, you can definitely hear. It. But I, I mean, that's not being condescending. No, just, no, 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 no. It's that. Dun, 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 yeah, dun, and so beat is freaking yeah. happy. Yeah, but I will tell I dig you, it. I dig it. You were in communications. Yeah. in the military. Whatever technology Hispanic stations are using is the best in the world. You can always pick up the Hispanic station no matter where you are. That's pretty wild. It's yeah. being broadcast from the moon, from one station <laughs> to every place on the planet <laughs> with the most powerful projection ever. I'll be flipping through AM stations and I can't reach any AM station but one. Bat, ba, ba, and it's, it's a fucking bat, Latin bat. AM station every yeah. time. Every time. Yeah. I always flip through both, man, if I'm like driving around, yeah. you know. Dude, New York City was the wildest though. Because every dude, the the airwaves there are so congested, but they have so much good music. Mm-hmm. Like I would just hit the seek button and it would go like point two, right? You know, what is it megahertz or whatever? Right. You know, like <laughs> it's point two, and then all of a sudden I'm listening to you know like some weird Ukrainian chick singing disco, <laughs> and then <laughs> and then the next one's like some Japanese rap, and then the next one's like, oh, dude, it's so cool. New York was a trip for that. Die Antwerp. Die Antwerp. That's creative. Oh, now, it's dude, not my yeah. taste on most, but yeah. it's pretty cool that they're doing something extremely different. Baby is, uh, uh, there's a couple of videos with her and I'm just like, damn, son. You know, she, hey, she ain't no joke. And I don't know what it is. It's so funny because I would dismiss music like that when mm-hmm. I was a kid. Yeah. But now I look on it and I'm like, oh, it's cool, man. You know, because I just appreciate it more. Like, you don't have to, you know, be the best lyricist. You don't have to agree with all mm-hmm. the shit. You just got to enjoy the vibe. It has that weird, uh, to me, it has a a whole lot of prodigy feel, like prodigy. Yeah, dude, fuck, yeah, man. It it feels like it's a direct progression of what prodigy was trying to do at the time in the 90s. Yeah. Um, Dude, prodigy was killer, man. They were one of my biggest influences as mm -hmm. far as electronic music. You know, breaking in a diverse tour. Yeah. Too. So it's weird. It's um, even their new stuff, you know, like, uh, well, I mean, it's been quite a few years since I've listened to their new shit, but. Mm The, one of the albums they put out, you know, it, it was pretty late in the game, and it was, it was still good, man. Because their lead singer passed me. away what last year, two years ago? Oh, I can't remember. Yeah, yeah it was recently. I mean, man, in the span of our lives, is recently. Yeah, yeah. For young people, it might have been <laughs> decades yeah. ago, but for us, it wasn't that long ago. Yeah, man. Which Prodigy was the shit, man. Pro- I listen to them a lot. You know, the one group that I hate that didn't make more shit is Dust Brothers. So if yes. you if you watch Fight Club, mm-hmm. you know it, the Fight Club soundtrack, one of the best soundtracks yep. I've ever heard. So fucking mm-hmm. good. And I mean, technically, it's Chemical Brothers, you know, but right. but like, oh man, dude, Chemical music, Brothers, yeah, that music was so good. Man. Uh, the Spawn movie soundtrack had a lot of crossover of um, electronic music and heavy metal. Oh yeah, that's right. I had the Spawn soundtrack on CD. Yes, sir. Yeah, I remember now. Uh, yeah, I think like Ice Cube oh, who or Ice Ice T did something with. Yeah, uh, there were a bunch of like crossover, mm-hmm. um, like rap and heavy metal. Before. Yeah, and it wasn't new core. It was like heavy metal. Yeah, or it was like electronic with like that metal metal yeah. craziness to it. No, have you heard? Uh, um, um, for some reason, their name is is slipping my head, but it's Public Enemy, uh, and uh, Be Real. 
They have like mm. a heavy metal rap band. No. Oh God, do I have internet on? Here? Uh, I can check it out. Yeah, it's it's Be Real and uh, um, Public Enemy. Uh, they combine forces, and uh, oh my God, dude, it's so fucking good. It is awesome. Uh, Prophets of Rage. Yes, dude. Oh yeah. So it's also the lead singer from Rage Against the Machine. Oh, Zach. So it's fucking Jeez. yeah. So it's Zach. Zach oh yeah, Zach. Be real. And then uh, I can't remember who the member of Public Enemy that's in it. It might just be one. Why uh, do I not know about this? Oh, like- dude, Prophets of Rage. Prophets of fucking Rage, God, man. Dude, that's got to be awesome. So dope. It is so fucking dope, man. How long have they been together? For a minute, something. for a while. Oh, I'm that's I'm out of I'm out of it. Oh man, I'm yeah, out. you've got to check that out. I know you would love that shit. That's Ooh. here's one called "Unfuck the World." Let's see. Oh, "Unfuck the World" is great. Yeah, yes, sir. It's fucking wild, dude. Yeah, fucking wild. Wow, it's got a lot of uh, just propaganda. Oh yeah, footage. Dude, uh, they do a lot of political. I mean, the Public Enemy, you know, oh, a yeah. lot of political shit. Even down to hitting on the pharmaceuticals here. Oh, the video uh-huh. and big old. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Lead in's taking a while. Oh Come yeah. on now, give me some, yeah. guys. Yeah, yeah, for real. Yeah, man. That's some public enemy right there. Dude, I mean, it's like rage, you know, public. It, it's, it's. Dude, it's a killer, man. You got V Real fucking killing that shit. And then, yeah. God, be Real and Dude. Zach De La Roca probably have a very similar, like, tone. Oh, man, um, it's so they good. probably have to mesh well together. And uh, I couldn't remember his last name. Zach De La Roca? Yeah. So he was um, um, a feature on a Run the Jewel song, too. Mm-hmm. And that shit was super dope. What's so funny is, fucking good. What's man. funny is now that um, there's a lot of conservative individuals that, like, um, they're like, I didn't realize that Rage Against the Machine was so anti-political or whatever, anti-government. I'm like... Well, you don't pay yeah. attention. Yeah, no <laughs> shit, dude. Like all these country attention. motherfuckers that are listening to this shit, like hardcore, and then not realizing what they're listening to, bro. The, the fun- irony is just hilarious. The funniest thing, man, is I had a buddy of mine, super country, sounds real country when he talks, which is cool. You know, I, I'm I'm good with it. But his favorite rapper was DMX. Nah. And dude, love some DMX. I like, like DMX, but. DMX and then probably straight the door straight after the fact. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny, man? Like, It's Dark and Hell is Hot. That was mm-hmm. one of the best albums that I had when I was a kid. Yeah. You know, I, I remember listening to that on repeat. And it was funny. I remember being in seventh grade before YouTube was big. Yeah, yay. Before yeah. YouTube uh, was uh, super big. And watching that video, uh, I've been eating long enough. Now stop being greedy. Just keep it real, partner. Give to the needy. Mm-hmm. You remember that? Remember that track? It's a. Oh, I think it. Baby. I don't know if it's called greedy or what, but I remember watching that music video in seventh mm-hmm. grade yeah. on like what are those like Apple two E's? No, there. <laughs> you know, like it was a fucking nah, old. <laughs> you didn't have a green screen. It was no. It was old, bro. It, it was, it was fucking old, man. It was that shit we play. Uh, 
uh, Oregon Trail on and mm -hmm. shit. You know what I mean? You got the green screen graphics as well. Yeah, but I remember, pictures. I remember pulling that music video up and watching that shit all the time. Dude. You gotta watch the video before you dive dysentery. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, when, whenever I played basketball in uh, seventh grade, uh, you know, middle school basketball, like we'd be at away games, and me and this, uh, my buddy Ty, uh, who was like fucking six five, I think something crazy like that. Yeah, uh, we would always listen to this song before every game and it was that dmx song it was that uh it's all good it's all right, right. fuck <laughs> all day fuck all night dude we would listen to that shit Get you in the mood oh man that it, it would put us in the best head and we would blare it too like in the locker room you know so like everybody would just be like vibing and and we'd be ready to go yeah that shit was crazy uh fucking man. dmx man uh r.i.p too damn yeah i know right that's pretty wild i mean i'm not surprised though because Look, man, like, you know, for somebody like that, that was dealing with crack addiction, you know, mm -hmm. and, and when you're born with addiction in your in your veins, mm -hmm. you know, fuck, man, I couldn't imagine. I couldn't yeah. imagine being a baby born already addicted to like the worst shit you could be addicted to. And so you look at his album covers and dudes, Jack. He, yeah. If you would have told me he was six foot eight and a monster. I would have, I would have yeah. been like, yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, I didn't realize he was like a small dude. Oh yeah, he's like yeah. a bitty dude. Yeah, man. Um, and was, I, honestly, game too. See, I didn't know game was a big motherfucker. Yeah, and then I saw him on a video on like TMZ getting. He's like fight. basketball player, like <sighs> dude, size. Yeah. Isn't he like six 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 eight something? He's like that? a big cat. He's a big cat. That's uh, that's crazy, man. We yeah. um, there's a lot of people that are just it's deceiving how yeah. big or small they are. Yeah. Um. I get I I kind of get that because I'm six three, uh, but I'm built like a normal average build. Because usually guys my height have longer appendages. Yeah. Um. You know exomorphs, and I'm I'm just a bigger average build dude. <laughs> um. So like from a distance, and I've seen it change in in confrontations. Like if I get closer to somebody, oh, okay. all of a sudden they're like, I didn't really size this guy up the way he should have. Got you. Yeah. But I I don't feel like I'm as big as I am until I stand beside my buddies that are much smaller. Yeah. Um, but it is it is what it is. There's 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 really deceiving visuals when you and how you can photograph people and yeah. just in general how they're built. You can tell somebody's tall in general just by how they look. Yeah. You know, from a distance. If they're not around anything besides being taller than the stop sign or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but girls are different. It's hard to tell unless a girl's like really lanky, it's hard yeah. to tell how tall she is. Yeah. Now we were talking about being like almost deceptively passive, mm -hmm. you know, because like we both fuck some shit up, but at the same time, it's like, we're not trying to get any mm -hmm. bullshit. Um, I have a problem and I'm curious if you have this problem too, where, uh, when people start talking shit, I smile. Yeah. And I yeah. start laughing. Yeah, it doesn't matter how big, even if I know this guy's about to fuck me up, I just start laughing. Like I, I can't help. I smile, and that makes it so worse. much worse. Makes it worse. So much worse. Makes it worse. But I can't help it, dude. I just like, <laughs> I just start, <laughs> just start fucking laughing, bro. Yeah, I'm just like, what are you fucking doing? Like, you I know. don't. It depends on the situation. I understand oh. that, and I will mostly. I, I think I do it more consciously as to intimidate. Uh, oh, okay. I don't even, um, I, I, I can't control yeah. it, dude. No, <laughs> I, control I get, it. um, like this last dude I was telling you about, I got shark eyes on that guy. Mm -hmm. I bet I was looking into that dude's soul and I knew he didn't want any of whatever I was going to give him. Um, but he might have, and, and I knew 100%. The thing you got to realize when you get older is, you know, at a hundred percent, 
you might be toting ass whipping home and that's always oh, yeah. a long walk yeah it's always a long walk man yeah so the thing is you made peace with that it, that's the bad thing about old dudes <laughs> If they've already, if they're getting confrontational with you, they've already made peace that they're going to hurt for oh, a while. They don't care. They, they don't, don't care. Oh they're yeah. Charity boy. Oh yeah. So and that, that's my that. attitude. <laughs> Yo, that's my attitude too, man. It's just like, I give five fucks, man. Like I know, I know my son could be like trying to calm me down for sure. And I just be like, come on. Like, yeah. I, don't, I don't care, man. I don't fucking care. I, uh, I, I try a, not to, I try not to get too crazy. But I met an old dude one time. He said, uh, He's like, I'm 100% sure you could whip my ass. He's like, but I'm going to put a hole in you. He's like, the thing is, he's like, I'm taking all the ass whippings I've taken in my life. I'm not getting any more. I'm going to kill you. Yeah. He's like, if you feel like you're bad, I'm going to kill you. That's it. I don't, I don't want any more ass whippings. I've had as many as I need. I've met my quota. <laughs> he's like, that's why you don't mess with old people. They've had their quota. True story. Old, true story. So man, especially old country people. See, people don't realize how how fucking crazy old country people are. Especially like, you know, New York's got that whole another kind of vibe, but it's mainly an ignore you kind of vibe. Mm -hmm. Like it's like I'm not going to acknowledge you, I'm not going to talk to you, but like country is a little different. Mm -hmm. But it's not always good that you're acknowledged. <laughs> there's a whole, there's a, there's a uh, couple hey, there's a there's multiple cultures in the United States that are very loud and boisterous. And oh yeah, want to talk. I mean, my wife's Italian, so yeah. yeah go ahead, and speak on it. So chances, <laughs> chances are, and this is what I found out: the louder somebody is, they're trying to distract you from their ability to not want to have a confrontation. Yeah, the guy who yeah, you're right. You're the guy right. who nods and smiles and doesn't yeah. say anything is a murderer yes yes don't mess yes. with that dude that's that's me dude that's that's <laughs> fucking me super quiet just sitting chilling like you know letting you talk all your mad yeah. shit and then me punching you in the throat <laughs> don't mess with that dude if he's quiet he ain't worried he you ain't mind worried. if I yeah go ahead all right cool cool oh but yeah man i, I just uh that shit is funny dude yeah he ain't, he ain't worried so that shit is funny bro <laughs> he ain't worried so it's uh it's weird. Uh, the interactions with people. I mean, you, you look back at animals, man. They've got uh, stripes. They've got feathers. They do weird things in order to intimidate and or attract mates. And Too much. Um, never. Never. Never, <laughs> never. never too much. Um, but it's weird. It's weird to see how uh, that whole dance is. And it's all yeah. just it's all cultural power placement. You know, you're trying yeah. to, to one-up somebody else. And as a competitive individual – it sucks as you get older because yeah. you realize your facilities aren't there anymore. Yeah. Um, I think the most defeating thing, you said you played basketball. Yeah. Uh, and this is the this is this is a little telltale thing. I'll let you in on this. This is the most hurtful thing athletically that's oh, ever shit. crushed me. All right. We're gonna let you guys into this little oh shit. All right now. So in high school, I could dunk. Mm. You know, mm -hmm. I, I had some pretty good jumps. I hit my head on the backboard. I can see that. Um and me and my buddy used to in PE, we would dunk every day. We would just yeah. go out there and just dunk. Um, I wasn't very good at dribbling, not very good outside the paint. So I, I was wasn't very that. good. I was doing the M one shit. Nah, you know what I mean? Nope, not me. <laughs> I'm not a very good basketball player. So oh, okay. <laughs> jumping ability, I was fast and I could jump. So defensively, I was okay. Not I mean, I did have a 29-point game in church league. Damn. <laughs> hey, that ain't nothing to scoff at. I mean, I felt like I was scoring every time I touched the ball. Nice. And I felt like I had the ball the whole time. And 29 <laughs> points is all I could get out. So these 
these crazier games are insane. Um, but that was all in the paint. That was all just driving past people. Hey, just embarrassing. Ain't people. nothing wrong with that. Um, but you know, I was not an outside threat, uh, dude. If I had a fast break, I was so nervous I was gonna mess the ball up, like dribbling. You know, that's how it was. Um, but you know, I could dunk. I could, you know, I was I was a pretty good defensive player. Nice. But um, we were at a business meeting and they had a basketball court outside at one of the hotels. And we were out there dorking around and playing and shooting around. Yeah. Can't shoot anymore because I haven't shot in 15, 20 years and nice. I have no idea how the hell to make that work. <laughs> it's way harder than I remember it. Yeah. Everything's just bricking off the back and bouncing yeah. back half court. Um, <laughs> I was like, well, hell, shit, I can't shoot anymore. I'm going to dunk. Let's, let's just oh, see if okay. we can. Nah, bro. Like 40 pounds heavier. Oh. Gravity. Oh. Gravity's tugging, son. So I went to um, I went to dunk. So I, you know, I have to cuff the ball because my hands aren't big enough. Um, so I cuffed the ball, went to jump, and I realized there's no way in hell I'm dunking this ball. So I just pull it down, pull it into my stomach, land, drop it back, and walk off the court, defeated, oh. mentally defeated, oh. mentally defeated. And oh. at this time in my life, dude, right here in my heart, hurts so bad oh, that that is something man. I'll never do again. Oh. Never do it again. And I know, I know, I don't, I know that I'll never dunk a basketball. I, I thought you were going to tell me that you like, like I landed and I shattered my ankle and nah, then, you know, nope. broke my arm or some shit. That was, that was probably the second try. <laughs> that's how brittle I am. That's how brittle I am now. That was, uh, that's why I kind of didn't do it. The second time I would have probably flew all the hell. Fuck. Um, but nah, man, just Damn. knowing that that's not possible. Like I could touch the rim still, but yeah. ain't dunking. We ain't dunking. Same here, probably. I bet, man. <laughs> Dude, I'm like so weak. My knees are fucking shot from running for years in the military, man. Like, mm -hmm. I'm like. Especially with big rucks. Oh, dude, I'm so out of shape, man. I'm so fucking out of shape. <laughs> I kept hurting myself and then I couldn't work out. And then I hurt myself further and then couldn't work out. And then I fucked my shoulders up and then definitely couldn't do shit. Can't even fucking sprint. Yeah. Because, you know, when you're moving oh, yeah. your arms, if you fucked your shoulder up, yeah, yeah that's like <laughs> bad what's, news. What's crazy is you you want to you want to be athletic. Yeah. But everything's falling apart, yeah. which makes you less athletic, <laughs> yeah. and you can't train enough to be more yeah. athletic because everything's falling apart to keep you athletic. Yeah, but I tell you, though, yoga, mm -hmm. people sleep on yoga, and I am a fucking – I'm going to stare. <laughs> I am a fucking advocate for yoga, especially for veterans, like people that have a really difficult time with uh, recovery mm -hmm. um, after serious injuries. Yoga is is a miracle worker. It really does help. It really helps a lot. Even if you just stretch, you don't even have to do yoga. Just stretch, just stretch, stretch every night before you go to sleep. Just spend like 10 minutes, 10 minutes of stretching. It makes a world of difference. Yeah. I, I've noticed that like, man, just such a fucking huge difference. Wow. Yeah, man. I, I don't stretch. I never stretch <laughs> ever. Uh, that's probably why all my stuff just falls apart. <laughs> But no, for me, like for me, that's been helpful because yeah. like, yeah, my body is just like, it, it hates me because like I'll go skating, bro, and I'll, I'll hit a fucking quarter pipe and, and then I come down and my knee is like, I'm gone, bro. I'm you gone. crash, you crash anything now. <laughs> I lay on the ground. Used to it, you get up fast because the thought process was yeah. if you would hurry up and get up, the pain oh, wouldn't yeah. catch you. Yeah. <laughs> you wear that pain like a backpack now. It's on you anyway. <laughs> so you just lay out <sighs> on the ground and just hope not to cry in front yeah. of people. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs>
Dude, you are dead on, bro. You are dead on. It hurts so bad, dude. Uh, you just sit there. You just lay there, and you're like, God, I dang, yeah. it's going to hurt for like five, six, yeah. seven days. Oh, yeah. Or two weeks. Or, or you never. Know. Never get now, now I need some glucosamine pills <laughs> and some glutamine to mix in my whey protein little, powder. little yeah. chondroitin. <laughs> throw some chondroitin in there. <laughs> it is it is insane, oh. man, how, how hard – your joints, everything. Yeah. And how old are you now? I am, uh, let's see, born in 86. What does that make me? 30? I don't even know how old I am. I ain't that sad. So you're nine years younger than 35? me? 35? Yeah. So 35 I'm 40, this year. I'm 44, 35. bro. 40s is way worse. Oh, shit. Like you were I, just, dude, I didn't even know you were that old. Yeah. I'm, I'm, what the fuck? Dude, I fart I dust. I thought you were. <laughs> I fart dust, son. <laughs> Do you just come like straight lactate or something like nah, you know? it's just dust? It's just dust. It's just dust. It's just dust. Fuck, bro. Looking like baby powder. I thought Fuck. we were way closer. So, like, all right. So, my sister, which you know, people mm-hmm. don't know, but like, yeah, like, so she was born, I think, 82. Mm-hmm. What's your year? What do you want? 77. 77. So she's in right in between us. How'd you meet my sister? No idea. Yeah, I can't remember either. I um so I was living in Wilmington and somehow But you knew her from Hickory, I thought. Nope. Maybe. No. But I But I it. knew you maybe and then I t- I told my you, sister maybe. Yeah, you that you, you were down there. This, you somehow hooked I think this up. So. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, you're like my sister's down there and then I reached yeah. out to her and she came out cuz I live downtown. So she would come out and hang out with us occasionally. Where'd you, uh, do you live off a of market or princess? I lived off seventh and chestnut, which was right off of princess princess. Okay. So we we're seven blocks back. And then I lived okay. right downtown, um, right off of river street. Mm. Mm. So I live walking distance. I was right by the community college and police station Damn. right there on the river. I used to skate there. Yeah. And get kicked out constantly. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine. So you had front street brewery, like right there. Uh, that was in the middle. So we were on the, that was one of my favorite places. When you whipped in from red cross coming in, right. As you got into downtown, I remember the community college. Yeah. Was it, um, uh, so you were at the area where they had like the V, like they had that statue in the middle and then the, um, the road split. Not even that far. So as soon as you got into downtown, when the gas station was on the left, there was apartments on the right and it was right by the river drain, the drain that went into the river. No shit. Um, Okay. Okay. Yeah. So we, uh, we lived there, and I mean, you were walking distance from everything, so it was awesome. That's I had uh, the oddest roommate ever there, but it was what it was. It was what it was. Um, <laughs> uh, that was a weird situation. He, That's cool. Uh, he had, and he. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm not gonna say his name because yeah, I don't want this good. to get out. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. And people who know already know this story, but uh, he had met this girl. He he was hanging out with this girl, and she got so drunk she passed out, and he had never had sex with a girl before. And he had sex with her while she was passed out. Oh, I'm like, uh, I'm like, bro, that's date rape, son. Uh, and he's like, well, she kind of was in to me like beforehand. I'm like, that's uh, not the same. I'm like, you fuck, bro. I'm like, you, uh, that's uh, not right, dude. It, you know what? That reminds me of it. It reminds me of like my son. My son's 15 years old. He, he, he walked up to me. You know, like this was a few months ago, and he was like. It was like, hey, you told me, you know, Revenge of the Nerds was one of your favorite movies. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, I fucking love that movie. It's hilarious. You know, I like all of them. Yeah. So uh, he was like, well, let's watch it. So we watched it. And then, like, you know, the scene where he's in, like, the Darth Vader mask and he acts like the girl's, like, 
Mm-hmm. You know, I was like, yo, this is fucked up. Bro, dude, I had no idea. <laughs> dude, the 80s was a crazy time, yeah. bro. But, like, I, I watched that, and I was like, oh, shit, you're right. He straight up fucking raped that girl. Like, that is... That's not good. Dude. Oh, Different uh, times. I, Weird. Yeah. Yeah, uh, fucking 80s, man. The uh god damn. We were watching um That was weird, man. So that the girls the girls were young and I remember watching Monster Squad as a kid. Oh, Monster Squad's a shit. Dope, right? Yo, yeah. watch Monster Squad. If you've never yeah. seen that shit, get on it. Bro. You you motherfuckers have watched Stranger Things. Watch Monster Squad. <laughs> right. But I was letting I was letting the girls watch it and the y- liberal use of faggot was way oh, too crazy. Faggot and 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 retard. It was funny. Like I was watching a Mystery Science Theater three thousand yeah. last night. Uh-huh. Yeah, and and there was an episode like, oh man, I can't remember. I think it was the Pod People episode. Mm-hmm. And the amount of times they said that word, I was like, it was weird. Back like right now, fuck, it's so weird because back then you weren't. And I think Louis C.K. had a bit about it, about how when you call somebody a faggot, you're just being a faggot. Oh, because yeah, you, it yeah. wasn't because you were dude, gay. Dude, Louis, man, I, yeah, he, he's fucking hilarious, dude. And and still, like, I know it's fucked up what he did. You know, you don't whip your dick out without permission. But at but the he, same time, he's fucking funny, bro. But he the, wrote Pootie Tang, man. Come on. Right, <laughs> right. But the thing about Louis C.K. is he's he's owned up to it. And he asked yeah. the girls. Yeah. He asked them. See, that's what that's kills permission. me. That's what kills me. It's yeah. like, you know, if I... You know, I don't know, man. Like, for me, what's fucked up? Dude, the amount of times I fucking pulled my penis out in public, you know, I, and, and without zero fucks. I'm not, like, thinking to myself, like, I'm uh, causing trauma to someone. Right. I'm just like, yeah, I'm just being free. I'm yeah. chilling. You know, <laughs> right. like, I'm, I'm running around. I'm skinny dipping, doing whatever I'm doing. Yeah. And uh, uh, now, though, like, you can't do that shit no it's more. frowned upon. Yeah. <laughs> So, and granted, I'm not condoning what he did. You know, it, it is kind no, of messed up and it's no. a weird fetish. Yeah, that but, is. Yeah. But yeah. he did ask if he could. Yeah. And then you've got weird people that are in the, he's a position of power. So people that, think they can't say that's no. That's the problem. That's, that's the, problem. the problem. Yeah. Now, yeah. everybody's got the weird stuff. If you, if yeah. You, if you think you're, if you're mad at him for jerking off in front of other people, yeah. Because that's his thing, you probably, you're probably touching people's feet. Uh. In your mouth, with your mouth. <laughs> yeah, you got some weird stuff you like to. Yo, mean, there is so much more fucked up shit that are going on. There's these fucking little boy parties in Afghanistan that ugh. are going on. Dude, there's so much worse shit than some fucking old white guy jacking off in front of some girls that he already asked permission for yeah. and that were, you know, even if they were coerced into it, like they could just fucking leave. Yeah. I would assume that's that's like the, the whole um, Harvey Weinstein scenario where the women are that like, guy. Fuck that guy, though. Right, right. He was using fuck his power, guy. but those women yeah. have the choice and power to make those decisions themselves. But and- I, I don't know though. I don't know, man. Because like you know, when when you're in a position to where you need a job, mm-hmm. you know, or you need something to survive, you know, like what do you? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like if I was like, Hey man, I'm not condoning it. No, just, yeah, no, no. But seriously though, like if you were like, yo, you got to blow me if you want to be, you know, like on that, <laughs> I'm like, I don't know, bro. Yeah, probably <laughs> I not. I don't know about that. I'm changing careers. <laughs> but the thing is like, you know those, what I mean? Like, those women probably had a problem with it. Oh, they had a problem with it, but they didn't say anything until they used it to their advantage to make yeah. the money they wanted to make. They didn't that have that a whistle. I have a problem with that. Yeah. You know, but like, 
Yeah, I mean, like the fact that everybody waited so long, mm. you know, and people were talking about Bill Cosby for years. He's free, and then he's and then, free. He's oh, out. dude, it's so fucked up. Fuck that motherfucker, dude. Like straight up, like Hannibal Burris uh-huh. called him out multiple times. Yep, in his stand-up comedy. Multiple and comedians then, did. Yeah. No, yeah, it wasn't just him. Yeah. And then, like, you know, like, he got all that resentment and anger pinned upon him. And I feel bad for him because he was just telling the truth. He was telling like it was. He was telling what, like, you know, people have been saying for fucking years. Yeah. You know, and, and, and I just, I don't know. I think that's fucked up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like if, if, if I knew some guy that was raping people, yeah. you know, or doing some fucked up shit, and I was exposing them and talking about it or joking about it. And then people got mad at me for exposing this person. You got it. Yeah. How, how does that work? So that's, like, that's a weird situation that perpetuates another problem. in the fact that right now you've got, say, say if a girl gets drunk and yeah. she was into a guy, she was leading him on. Yeah. They're both equally drunk. They're yeah. both making bad decisions. Yeah. She passes out halfway through. But it's done though. After that, for me, if you pass out, right, 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 done. But but it's it, done. I'm and I'm not. I don't know. I don't. Oh, okay. I've not done this. I've not done this. Yeah, so yeah, you got, yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. And so I don't know. I've never been that drunk in that situation. So I, I don't. Have. Know. But, if, <laughs> but if if she passes out, you don't realize she's passed out because you might not be any good anyway. Oh, okay. you know what I'm saying? And you got it. you continue or up to that point, and then she wakes up and she doesn't remember, and she thinks that you did that to her. I see. That's a bad point. Like, yeah. and who yeah. who can decide where that definitive point is? That's a if hard you, one, man. If that's you believe a, her, but the thing one. is, and if you say the, the and the logical thing is to say, hey, try not to get too drunk in a situation where you don't put yourself in that. Yeah, but you can't. You can't. Yeah, you can't. You can't fall back on that. Yeah. You but know, the thing like, is, like, if you go to a bad part of town and you got all your money in your bank account in your pocket, and you yeah. know that's a place where people can get you get robbed, <sighs> I see. It's a bad decision on your part. Yeah, you're right. If you're, you're in right. a situation with a horny you're ass right. like teenage boy, yeah, that's probably going to happen. Not yeah. that that's his fault. That's her fault. Yeah, you're putting yeah. yourself in a bad situation. Yep. And you're putting yourself in a situation where you can't get out of mentally yeah. because you've already locked into this bad behavior that you probably shouldn't have at the time. Not saying we haven't all engaged in drinking. Yeah. But no, there's, I got there's you. fault on all of that. Like yeah. if I get too drunk and I pass out on the side of the road and somebody steals all my stuff. Yeah, that dude's bad for stealing my stuff. But I also made a decision where I got too drunk uh, yeah. in public yeah. to where I allowed somebody yeah. to be able to do so. Yeah. Man, that's a... See, that's one of those areas get great. That's a that's a tough one. Like I all right, so I know I stopped a girl from getting raped inadvertently mm-hmm. uh when I was like 17 years old. I was hanging out with my friend uh Alicia. Shout out Fluffy, love yeah. you so much. Uh uh, but yeah, like you know, I was hanging out with Alicia and uh Karma, and um we ended up at this trailer, and like, you know, I I just happened to like they didn't want to go in. I walked up, knocked on the door because they got like a weird text message. Mm. So like, you know, I knock on the door and then dude comes to the door and I know the guy. I was in like a little, not gang, but mm. like a little click with him. Right. So I knew who he was and I knew he was piece of shit. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, uh, but I ended up like getting her out of the house, out of the trailer, into the car, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and I, it's a struggle, man. Like it's it's weird because you know, like you and me, I I know that we click on the level of, you know, like 
why the fuck would somebody do that? Yeah. Like we don't understand that mm. that concept at all. You know, and 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 I've been in those situations that were like anytime I was like even slightly uncomfortable, you know, or the girl was uncomfortable, I was gone. Yeah. I was gone. I was like, yo, I, I don't have anything to do with that. Like, you know, like it, mm-hmm. it's cool. You know, like mm-hmm. if you're so fucked up that you're already passed out, throwing up on yourself, like whatever, whatever. Yeah. I'm gone. I'm gone. I, I, ain't, I ain't dealing with that shit, man. Cause I, I've, I've seen it too many times. Yeah. And that's because of my older sister. So like, you know, like I remember being like, um, like a prom prom King nominee in fucking seventh grade and going to like an after party where mm-hmm. everybody was at, you know, all the seniors from like the high school, you know, mm-hmm. outside of middle school were all there, you know, all these people. And, uh, half of them are dead now actually but like you know i remember being there and just yeah man i i don't know like it was it was a uh different time period different kind of vibe man we were at a um we were at this crazy so i when i was in college i was in um pi sigma epsilon fraternity but it was okay it was a co-ed fraternity what is it what's the acronym pse PSC. Pi, yeah. PSC. Um, Pi Sigma Epsilon. We were the number one or number two standing. Where at again? Uh, UNCW. Oh, okay. So essentially it's a marketing fraternity. So it's guys and girls. And it basically we put on the like some big events. So essentially it's a way to cool. get into marketing and doing bigger gotcha. events and understand how that cool. works. So it's not like your standard fraternity life. So it was it was different. Gotcha. Um, but we were at um, the national meeting in in Texas. And there was a girl there that was one of the hottest girls I'd seen up to that point in my life. Yeah. And dude, that, uh, yo, let me, let me just say, and I'm sorry to cut you off, but seven to one female to male ratio at UNCW. When I lived there, when I was 16, yo, you're talking about a bunch of bad bitches. And I mean, bitches in the most <laughs> wonderful sense of the word. I promise you. Yeah. Oh my God, sir. Yeah. But see, I was a Oof. non-traditional student. I was, uh, I was clipping on 30. So I was that, I was the older dude. Oh, fuck that you know? noise. Nah, fuck that noise. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah. um, sorry, but, sorry. <laughs> sorry. I had to, I had to throw that in there, bro. Like was, that is, Oh, and it is true. Oh, All of it's true. So serious. Um, so she was from another school out of Ohio and, um, we were at this bar and she w- was drinking and she wanted to go home. And I was like, well, we're getting a ta- taxi if you want to ride back. Mm-hmm. So we got back and then she was extremely drunk. Mm-hmm. So I took her to her room. I held her hair back while she was puking. Nice. And I carried her to her bed. Nice. Gentlemen. And she Gentlemen. tried, she tried Gentlemen. to kiss me on the, she kissed me on the mouth. I was, I was like, no, no, no. You know, I yeah. sat her down. Gentlemen. And then the next day her friends were like, what did you do to her? And I was like, I can't, I held her hair back yeah. and carried her to her bed. Gentlemen. I was like, bro, y'all, y'all ease up on the accusations Respect. of some dumb stuff. Respect. And um, yeah, it was just weird, but I know a lot of dudes that don't. That do would that. have not yeah. done. Dude, I, man, I've heard some stories, even from my wife, you know, like she, she's told me some things that like, you know, the guys that have disrespected her, like, I just, I couldn't believe it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I, I just, I don't know. Like I, I was, I was brought up to to appreciate the women mm-hmm. in my life and to be respectful. And 
And the fact that some of these guys, man, they just and still, and still, you've they done some messed, and still, you've done some messed up stuff. Plenty, I've done messed up, plenty, plenty so, of messed up shit. So imagine coming in with that kind of moral oh, fortitude, yeah, already, and you do stuff that's yeah. probably not kosher. And yeah, then imagine somebody not giving a crap. Jeez, dude, it's terrible, dude. It, it 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 hurts me. Like, I'm I'm not. I don't know, man. Like, I didn't grow up like that. Like my parents, like my mom. You know, she grew up in a super racist, you know, environment, mm-hmm. you know, very racist environment. And and my dad was the opposite. Mm-hmm. I mean, still, still Southern, still racist, but not quite as much. Yeah. And 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 to see people be able to come out of that, you know, it, it's just. Man. So I, I've seen and I'm not going to speak on who this was in my family. But Go ahead. I've speak seen. On it. Well, I mean, I'm not talking about calling out names. Go ahead. Um, Call it out. But what's their middle name? <laughs> what's their last initial? Uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> what's their uh, social security number? So, the, the, weird, yeah, the weird thing is, like, to see people uh, in the South use when speaking of other people, like, use the N word freely. Yeah. But happens a lot. But was different in the fact that they would never. So the same person that I knew that has the biggest heart of the world made sure those people in her neighborhood were fed. Yeah. And she would take plates to them. Yeah. But there's a definite separation of what she considered to be the N-word and who she yeah. considered to be black people. Yeah. And people in need or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's a weird mentality that I think is way more nuanced than people want to give it credit. Yeah. And, and I mean, I'll speak on this because I don't think a lot of people have talked about this type of dynamic. And I'm hope uh, whoever is listening is willing to listen. And, um, you know, like, all right. So, for instance, my grandmother, mm. my grandmother, um, she would say racist things, but she wasn't racist. Mm. It was so drilled into her as a child that I think she just constantly regurgitated things. Mm-hmm. But like whenever she was met with any kind of people of color, she was so kind mm-hmm. and, and accepting and, and things. And, but it was weird because she would, you know, you, you would hear things in my family, you know, and, and I hate to say it because I, I'm not like this. Uh, but like, you know, like you would hear things like I'm not your N word. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and, and I fucking hate that dude. I fucking hate that shit. Like I, I really do. But like, it's funny because it's funny in the sense that like they weren't racist. Mm-hmm. They were just regurgitating what people were telling them. And I think that's a big problem with a lot of people that are from the South is they're not actually racist. Mm-hmm. They're just repeating what everybody has been telling them their whole life. Yes. And I, yes. And no, I think you know I understand what, I mean? what you're saying. I, I think the, um, I think the intent of word usage is yeah. a little odd. Yeah. Um, I don't think, the same people that are flying a rebel flag yeah. are the same people that will stop no matter what your color or creed is yeah. and, and help you fix your tire. If you have a flat tire, yeah. on the side of the road. it's so fucking weird, man. I'm uh, Hey, don't get me wrong. I'm not defending these people. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying that like, you know, it, it's in, in order to touch people mm-hmm. and, and be effective and to reach people, you've got to learn where they're coming from. And, you know, if you're constantly being, you know, I mean, fuck, dude, it's the same thing with people that are being um, uh, constantly like uh, um, brainwashed, Mm -hmm. 
I mean, it's the same shit. It's brainwashing. Racism to me is brainwashing, you know, because you're hearing it from your grandfather. You're hearing it from, you know, like your dad who was brought up in the fifties or forties or whatever. And it's terrible, right? It's terrible. But the problem is, is when you run into enough individuals of said opposing race yeah. that act the way that you've been told that they act. Uh, That's the problem. I see. So you're going to, it's going to be hard pressed to change somebody's mind about stereotypes when the, a lot of the people I they see. run into are the exact same type of people they've yeah. already been warned about. Yeah. So the only way to change stereotypes on, on all sides is to be different than what you think that stereotype is. Yeah. And sometimes you have to work harder yeah. than somebody else to disprove that stereotype. Yeah. It is what it is. Yeah. Bro. White people that we have the idea that most likely we're trying to screw you out of money somehow. I already know that any, <laughs> any person I try to deal with, I understand that's probably the possibility. Um, and then there's other situations that are very stereo. And this is the hardest thing to say. And people don't want to say it. Stereotypes yeah. exist for a reason. Yeah. There's enough people right. interacting right. with right. people that fit that stereotype that, it is not disproven in their mind. Yeah. So if you want that stereotype to disappear, yeah, more people have to not be that stereotype. Yeah. And that's a problem. And that's across the board for everybody. Yeah. I see what you're saying. Um, ignorant rednecks. Yeah. Plenty of those, plenty of those, but a lot of them aren't as ignorant as you think. Yeah. Um, that, you know, that's one thing that, that kind of kills me is like, you know, the amount of racist people that I met at Fred T Ford, mm. um, which was voted, uh, the most redneck school in America by Howard Stern. Was it really? Yes. Wow. They uh, they ended up uh, um, uh, hanging a uh, deer on the uh, flagpole. <laughs> wow. That's pretty, pretty yeah. redneck. Yeah. Yeah. But even then, like, you know, like I hear some of these people talking and it's funny because like it was kind of weird that drugs brought racists together. Mm hmm. Cause like, you know, some of the most racist motherfuckers I know at Freddie Ford, when they were looking for pills and shit, yeah. you know, like if anybody black pulled up, they were like, yo, you know, let's go. So like, I'd be sitting in an SUV with like one of the most racist people I know in my yeah. life. And then the guy sitting right next to me is just like a super dark, you know, right. like black dude. And then I've got like you know, his friends sitting behind me mm -hmm. and we're listening to like really fucked up country music, you know, like something, something super racist, yeah. of course, like David Allen, right. You know, like the worst thing you could be listening to. Right. And then, and then they're, they're all doing drugs and they're all talking and getting along because the thing and, is people don't talk anymore. They talk that, at each other. That, they don't listen. Yeah. They don't yeah. listen to each other. That's just crazy. Most man. of the people that's flying crazy. the Confederate flag, yeah. even though that's not like technically a battle flag. Except Off of for 40. Right. Like right down the road. But those people flying that flag, if you talk to those individuals, that most of those people don't have, they don't give a shit about racist. Yeah. Race, race period. Yeah. yeah. They, it, to most people, the flag stands for Southern values of yeah. hard work yeah. and family. Yeah. And doing things on your own without needing the government or assistance yeah. or help. Yeah. You ask 99.9% .9 of the people who have that flag flown anywhere. That's what it means to them. And hey, I know that people that are watching this won't understand that. But like coming from a Southern perspective mm -hmm. and understanding Shannon's point of view, he's right. Like a lot of people that think, I'm not saying that it's right. I'm, I'm saying that a lot of people that fly that flag 
are are doing it for those specific reasons mm-hmm. because they think that 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 is their way of expression towards independence and and uh you know i'm very familiar you know and I, and i understand and sympathize with the the slavery aspect of it and hey i'm i'm not fucking for any of that shit slavery's been around for goddamn years you yeah. know before africa got touched you know slavery's been around forever and i hate that and 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 you know like i i, I just I sympathize, but at the same time, it's like you—you've got to figure out a way to get into these people's heads, because there are so many country people around us that don't care, and that—and and that actually, like, if you—if you took time to speak with them, they—they they could possibly change their views, and and, and you and, would change your views on how you see them. Yeah, if you would talk. Yeah, hang out. Have That's a beer. the problem. Go get into some redneck dumb shit fun. <laughs> Jesus Christ, everybody's gonna have a yeah. good time. But the problem is they listen to their grandparents. Everybody's you know, and, listening and, to their grandparents. Yeah. So they listen to them and they don't have a chance to change. But if you take time, and that is why I specifically befriended everyone, mm-hmm. is because like the people that were racist, I was friends with them. The people, you know, Hmong people, I was friends with them. Black people, I was friends with them. I was friends with fucking everybody because I wanted everyone to get along and I didn't understand the separation Mm. and the more and more you're around it, you know, like you're able to either coalesce like some type of agreement Mm -hmm. between people or, or you're able to understand it better. You, the thing about humans is we're tribal and I think that comes down to a DNA scenario where we have it ingrained in us Mm -hmm. to, to form groups for survival purposes. Yeah. And how how i mean look at look at football teams man you got dallas cowboy fans they're gonna hate redskins fans or, <laughs> or washington football team fans you know what i'm saying hey shout out to uh, uh sergeant velmer you know who you are man <laughs> i'm using your first name but you know what's up right <laughs> i mean you, you look at it even down to, to sports teams like everybody else sucks but their team yeah uh, everybody picks teams and picks sides and it's human nature. And if you realize that it's not a deeper thing than just something superficial. Yeah. And if you interact, you love the same sport. Yeah. You want the same thing for your kids. Yeah. If that's the issue, yeah. like everybody wants a safe environment for the kids to grow up. Everybody can have the same scenario um, and the same mindset to make that happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what everybody wants. Um, so that's where we are in society right now is everyone thinks that everyone's trying to hold somebody else down. Yeah. Everyone wants the same thing. Everyone wants to interact the same. Everybody wants the same safety. Yeah. Um, and I think the news organizations right now, like we were talking about are creating things that get people fired up that aren't necessarily true. Yeah, dude, it kills me. It fucking kills me, man. Like when, whenever I saw that shit happen with CNN and my buddy, you know, who I was overseas with and talked to. Mm. And then he was discharged because of, you know, killing or shooting up like, you know, 30 people when he only shot one person, Mm. you know, two people, I think max. And he was, he was lighting up an engine bay because he didn't want to hurt anyone. Mm -hmm. And then he, he tried everything he could, you know, did all the proper things that are NATO standard. Like after that, I was just like, fuck, man. Like, you know, can't catch a break, man. 
Yeah, you know what I mean. Like it's entertainment, man. It's not yeah. news anymore. And I don't know where to get news uh, that's valid. You got to watch it from both sides and then figure somewhere in the yeah. middle of all the so, craziness. So what I did was uh, when I was in Kandahar Airfield, um, I would go to the British Chow Hall. Mm-hmm. And they would have BBC news, right? So I would watch the BBC news and then get the skinny on like how they, because they would like throw America, you know, under the bus. Like they, mm-hmm. they, they ain't trying to play games. They're not right. trying to sugarcoat. So like you know, all the news from overseas, I would watch from BBC. Yeah, you know, like but, between but cricket games and shit. That's changed oh, a lot. Oh, of since course, of course. Then. I mean, hey, this is this is 20, 2010, 2009. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean it's isn't it even news weird, here's dude? changed, right? Isn't even it? news here's changed yeah. so much. It's fucking weird, bro. Like it is. It is. What's the year? Twenty twenty one. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, all year long. I oh. think. <laughs> <laughs> like almost twenty twenty two, dude. It's fucking weird, man. Like I had somebody ID me at the uh, ABC store like two years ago, and um, you know they were like, uh, "When were you born?" And I said, like, you know, in the 80s, 86. And they were like, oh, are you good? And I was like, you don't want to know the month, day? They were like, no, you were born. You got before gray 2000. in your beard, son. You got yeah. gray in your beard. You're good. <laughs> they were like, yo, you were born before 2000. Like, do you know what year it is? Like, you know, Bruh, 2021. That, that's 21. That's a weird bro, thing to 2000, me. 2000. 2000 seems like yesterday oh. to me, bro. That's 21 years oh, ago. It's crazy. It's that's 21 years oh ago. Oh my god, man. It's crazy that people that were born when they thought the whole society <laughs> was gonna crash are yeah. now able to drink and make bad yeah. decisions. <laughs> yeah, what what cracks me up though is they, they moved tobacco to 21. Yeah. That's so fucking funny. Dude, like when did all they the, do that? Uh, it's been a minute. Oh, that's because uh, yeah, what really? Yeah, dude. You gotta be 21 to get tobacco products. Well, who's using tobacco anymore anyway? Uh, like there's like six or seven rednecks and I you. Am. I am. <laughs> I am. Yeah. But, but I mean, that's, kids don't that's because anymore. I'm like, you know, suicidal and I don't really <laughs> care about my health. So, uh, you know, like <laughs> uh, it's sad, but it's true. It's, uh, but dude, no. think of, think of <laughs> in our lifetimes, like, <laughs> think of it. You were, you were so young. Yeah. Uh, but in my lifetime and in your very young days. Yeah. You could still smoke on a plane. Yeah. Bro. Oh, yeah. Smoking sections in restaurants when I was 21 years dude, old. Dude, I remember I remember hanging out with my sister and yeah. going to like Dos Amigos or right? like some of the places in the Hickory. And I would say, uh, uh, you know, dos para no fumar. Two for non-smoking. Yeah. But that shit don't make sense no more because, right. like, it's all non-smoke. It's all non Yo, bro. Yeah, dude, I remember that shit very well. And, I, I, and yeah. it's probably – and even your <laughs> lifetime, you saw this too. The Hispanic population of, uh, of everything. The, when I was coming up, the only people – only Hispanic people I had contact with were very few individuals and the other people who came to work the tobacco fields near where I lived. Yeah. That was it. So Mexican, I would assume we had we had a lot of uh, Mexicans in particular. We didn't really have that many uh, Costa Ricans, Puerto Ricans coming mm-hmm. into North Carolina. It was mostly from Mexico. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I would assume the same. And we had a few in high school. Um, yeah, you know, I, I had awesome. a Cuban guy, um, a couple of Cuban people, um, but yeah, not many immigrants um, outside of Mexico. And 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 I would assume it's because of the uh, agricultural. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I mean, North Carolina is known for that. So 
when I graduated, we maybe had four or five black students and we may have had like the comparable amount of Hispanic students. Really? That's crazy. That is the change in society since then. So not that anybody, what was weird and see, this is the thing about, you know, the tribalism I was talking about earlier. Yeah. Yeah. You didn't have race issues. You had like, you had rednecks and at the time they were called wannabes. Oh yeah. You know, so you oh, had, yeah. people already separated themselves. Wiggers. Wiggers, yeah. Yeah. Or skater punk kids yeah. or whatever. And you yeah. had you had people that just went ahead and separated themselves so they would yeah. have an adversary. Yeah. Um, so I think people in general, no matter how much you're gonna get along, you're yeah. gonna have that period. Yeah. And it depends on who stokes the fire the most and whatever position you want to be in. You're right. You're right. And, 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 you know, like my cousin, I remember visiting my cousin in Sand Hill, which was like the meth capital of the world for a long time. And, uh, you know, Tennessee, mm-hmm. and, uh, Georgia, Tennessee, Georgia, like Chattanooga area, Signal Mountain. And, uh, you know, I, I remember him telling me, like, I was like, yo, like, you know, how diverse is your school um, in a roundabout way? And, and he told me that. Uh, I think there was like a graduating class of like 1600, mm-hmm. something like that, all white. But what tripped me out was he said that their sheriff was black, mm-hmm. but it was all white, like heavy KKK, like the worst, the worst spot you want to be at. Sorry, mm-hmm. guys. I, <laughs> I love you so much. But yeah, I mean, you know where you live. Uh <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, man, like that, that blew my mind, yeah. you know, like I, I just, I couldn't believe that. Like, I don't know, like I grew up in, and I'm lucky because when I was, you know, I grew up in Graham yeah. when I was a kid, you know, I wow. grew up in Graham in Burlington. So like, you know, like when, whenever I went to preschool in Graham, um, I was one of two white kids total. Yeah. So, you know, I was all with, uh, with black kids. So like, I never had like a, my mom never taught me to be, um, to identify anyone differently, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I'm a kid. So like, I'm like, everybody's the same. I don't you think know? Kids, kids in general yeah. are racist. Yeah. Like in general, if you, I was lucky, I, w- I was really lucky, man. Yeah. And I mean, literally like I'm, I'm like one of two white kids, you know, in a preschool of like maybe 22 black mm-hmm. kids. And I never, I never looked at it differently. And uh, I think that's what made me who I am today mm-hmm. and why I'm the person I am. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, cause I'm just like so chill and accepting and, and I'm so thankful, man. Yeah. I'm so thankful. Well, brother, I, we've done uh, almost three hours. <sighs> so, so shit. All right, man. We're going yeah, yeah, to have to knock out. Hey, how can Let's people kill. find your, find your work, man? I know you're putting beats online. Yeah. So, um, so I'm going to go ahead and uh, pop off of Instagram. Uh, for slutty danger again and uh yeah man I, i'm gonna toss up stuff and if you want stuff for free just reach out to me I, i'd be happy to send you um mp3s waves whatever and uh yeah I, i'm not trying to make any money i'm just trying to to have a good time to inspire people and to make people better so like you know if, if you just want to listen to some of my music and chill man it's all good with me and 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 i'd be so stoked for that so uh so yeah so like i'll get a slutty danger instagram out there right now i got instagram uh i got um i remember firelight so i remember firelight that's my shit 
Um, so, so yeah, feel free to reach out and, uh, yeah, respect, love, you know, I, I just hope the best for everyone out there that, that took time to listen to this and, uh, yeah, much appreciated, much appreciated. Love you, brother. Thank you, brother. Yeah, man. Love you, brother. Thanks for coming out, man. Thank you, dude. Have a good one, buddy. Yeah. Peace. Yeah. Boom, boom, boom. All right, now. Oh, oh, oh. All right, now.